you press recording already? Yeah, press recording. Okay, we're so oh, we're ready, not. we're live. <laughs> and we're live. That, that, that was a bit uh, sudden. <laughs> it was, it was. You know, so um, we're back in the stew. Yeah, and we yeah. got uh, a young, 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 young guest. Instead of calling him old, let's call him young. <laughs> my my boy, the senior. Are you everyone, are you everyone's older. Yes, he is. I am older. Yes, everyone's older. Yeah, I'm everyone's older. Yes. You look, how old are you? Uh, you, look, you look quite old. You I'm 29. Now. You're 29. Yeah. Right. Okay. I feel like even though when I'm not when I'm not an older than people, I still get called Uncle Zeke. Even when I was 21, people would just call me uncle. I don't know what it was, but mm. it's just my spirit. Like, I think yeah. it's... You, you just, you're just emanating wisdom in it. One of them, man. <laughs> See, Calvin, is it what he's treating me? <laughs> <laughs> is that like this? <laughs> well, me and Calvin just argue, so it's all right. Mm. What do you mean? <clears throat> don't worry, we get on. We get on. When we, when we have to, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Um, my name is Ezekiel Akinewu. I am... Uh, how can I explain myself? I am a filmmaker that practices multidiscipline through art direction and fashion design. That's that's yes my thing. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Confidently, not even like the one straight wasn't, up. I know, man. He knows, that's, he that's, knows, he knows what he is. Like, when you ask me, what do I do? I'm like, <laughs> 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 it's very difficult. I can't lie. My, myself, it took me almost like I would say nine years to get to a point where I can say that. Yeah, it took okay. a very long time because I, I, it's hard to place me. And I don't like places other people either. So I, ha- I hate definitions. But when, when you then have to get interviewed and you're like, oh, I do this and I do that, it sounds very tacky. So I'm, I had to like find something. And even that doesn't cover it properly. But I think it's the best way of putting things. So. Oh, nice. Good, nice. Good. So we get an intro right quick. Yeah. What are you saying? Blue Tits Podcast and me, Alex. Me, Calvin. Pops. And space. Okay. Nicely okay. done. Nicely done. That was that was smooth. Yeah. Cal- Calvin smooth. still says me, Calvin, but because they, they need to know it's me. <laughs> it's me. I just wanna before we get into um into the questions, yeah, mm. I need to grow at you one time, innit? What why? Because hold on. What was the can you introduce the the podcast? Oh yeah, from home pods, from home pods. Um whole type lesson, she had me on there. Um yeah, it was just yeah, it was just cool. Yeah, it was different though, isn't it? Because even you know what it is, it's called from home pod. It's a phone call, isn't it? No, not a phone call, sorry. But it's just like it's over Skype. She doesn't record in a studio, and it's like even though we did that, I feel like it was a different, it was a different vibe, isn't it? I did feel like a fish out of water, even though I do podcasts. I was sweating like the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there were times where you were like, you like, you just you said one time like, ah. Oh. Sorry, I'm, I can't do this right now. Oh yeah, I was yeah. Like, Raw! No, no, no. You, know, you know what that was, yeah. And you know, I'm a, I'm gonna get into that, yeah. There's this um, speech like muddler, this thing called a speech muddler, yeah. And what it is, it will literally play back what you said to you, what you said, like half a second after you said it. And if that's all you can hear, it's very, very it's difficult to speak. Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult to articulate yourself. And for like half the podcast, she had like. I could hear an echo of what I was saying, mm. and it it was just very very difficult to to like understand what I was saying as I was saying it. Okay, but, um, yeah, that's why I was kind of I was falling over myself. And there was another point where you mentioned how you never lose arguments. Yeah, not really. Is that really true, guys? Uh, I wouldn't say he loses arguments; I say he gives up. 
When do I give up? Okay. Not give and, up. And, and, but not give up, but you die, whatever. And, and because first of all, you didn't even beat Pops and his lateness, which we get into that as well. Pops, yeah. you was, that, was that an argument? Yes, because everyone anyway, believes you're on. late. <laughs> no, but you're still waiting. <laughs> move on. You're still waiting. Move on, bro. Listen, I don't, I don't fight every single fight. Right? That's the best way to settle this. Alpha and Ezekiel, yeah? Should he have to pay? Even remember, you saw the same text, yeah. I think that text kind of threw him off, you know. That's what I think it is. I think the text is like the mitigating circumstance here. You know what you are? No, that's what I think. You know it you is. are, Jammy. You know you are, Jammy guy. Jammy guy. Jammy guy. Wait, wait, wait. You know what I feel? I, I don't. I don't fight for people being late, but I feel like the text is what is what is like the. I think we all knew the text was going to be a thing. I'm snitching yeah, and, to Nicole. And the thing is, yeah. Watch anything by the I'm saying Nicole. Every man saw the text and thought. Now we're still gonna get him, and I know you did. No, 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 and catch them later. Yeah, that's this is the first time you've done this. So I'm paying. 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 I'm does he mean he doesn't lose arguments mm. normally or on the pod? No, in general, he was in like, general, I don't lose oh. arguments. I was think, listening to this like, yo, let me hey, catch this guy. No, Every, everyone lost an argument though. Yeah, everyone lost, and that's well, the thing. No, but know, he was moving like, no, he don't lose you know, is, you know is, Some people don't know when to admit defeat on an argument and they were like, you might have your point, but they feel like they're still stands, so they feel like that's they that's don't it. lose. That's attitude. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I can testament to that because I am one of those people. I could admit when I'm wrong, but also I can be like, yeah, you've got a point, but my point still stands. So mm. yeah. we can all be That's right. That's the thing. Like most of the time, oh, it's about reaching an understanding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. I love that. It's mm. always about reaching an understanding. Mm. I don't just say things to counteract your point. I just want you to. He doesn't know. reach no, understanding. My point is, I'm not chatting shit. Like, <laughs> oh, and if it, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know why this has triggered you. Oh, like, what, what is it? Oh, yeah, like you brought this no, up. No, because I've known him for a long time, and I'm like, actually, to win this argument, I think you need to bring some concrete evidence. I'm not the one. You're the one pressing charges against me. That's a valid point. That's true. That's true. Right, hey, what's happened? What's happened? State happened? your claims. What's happened? Did you, did you lose the argument? I, I never played him. Now I get him. Nah, nah, nah. Come outside. Come outside. Now come outside. I didn't even do arguments. I didn't fight. Nah, nah, nah. The fact that he keeps receipts as well. I feel like that's what happens a lot. I feel like you probably take note. No, more. I don't take no. It's just that I know, like I know who I am in it. Like, yeah, I don't, that, yeah. I don't speak for no reason in it. Like, yeah. So, for example, when he stopped talking, he wasn't thinking about it like that anymore. But you were just wait. You were just like, you see that there? That's because that, I can't that, think of anything else, and he can't think of any evidence either. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just pointing out, like, this is just what happens in everyday that's life. That's what I'm saying. Like, so he he wraps it up. He finishes it. Mm. He just knows. Yeah, you see, that's True. the end of the argument. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not nice 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 sorry, sorry, you're gonna press charge. You've got to cover evidence. And if it, yeah, man, you should have come ready. You yeah. heard, you heard, the, you heard the pod. When did you hear yeah, the pod? I lie, I lie. You yeah. heard the pod when? I, I wasn't even ready for this. You should have started an argument. Yeah, yeah. You should have started an argument in the group chat before just you, to, you know to stake doing? your claim. And you're doing what girlfriends do, innit? Yeah. You start well, arguing with no evidence. 
I just feel like you've done something wrong. I just feel it. I can't even talk, fam. Oh, man. And the fact is, they end up winning because they don't backpack, they don't quit. In, they don't quit. In, in no, no, no. I know, I know. I know you as well. No, so relax. Geez, no, I'm, Everyone's I'm been there. All right. I then you're a lot more petty than me. <laughs> Boy. In that sense. You see his face, was Pops is nowhere. Pops is way more petty than me. Like, you, know you know what? You're in different relationships. You can't really compare it. Now. I'm not talking about Ashmi generally. But um, what was the other thing you had after the Atu thing? Was, was no, we say it for a female guest, didn't it? Or yeah. Um, oh, you moved it out. Yeah, I moved it out. But um, yeah. So yeah, shout out blessing. Yeah, hold tight blessing, hold tight blessing. Hopefully she'll be coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you yeah, it's the pod is <clears throat> home from pod. In it from home. From oh sorry. From home podcast, yeah. You should give it a listen. It's quite interesting. It's, it's just her and she has like different guests usually. But like a couple of them are just her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um you you've got something in here about the market. Are you not doing that? No, that's what I'm moving to next. Okay, one. okay. So, Zico, so, yeah. Before we have like random normal conversations, yeah, we're gonna do some couple questions and for you, you know oh, what I mean? What's you know what I mean? <laughs> so, the first one I put on the list, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you coping with COVID as a direct designer, photographer, graphic designer? Jesus. How have you been keeping inspiration? Bro, it's been uh, it's been good. Um, I feel like I work well away from people anyway. Mm. I'm one of those homebodies, not homebodies, but I, I very, I like, I liked society to be the way COVID was, but everybody was just, there was not a lot of people out and you could go outside and it was just air, you know, and you could mm. breathe. So it worked well for me because I think it was a good time for everybody to like reset their minds, you know, and I'm thinking like, okay, what's the next step? So during that time, you know me, I'm always plotting anyway. So I, I never stop. Mm. And it was just, it was, I used the opportunity to like reach out to all the people and all the projects that I wanted to do. I could use the opportunity to plan because normally we're always on the go and nobody could stop. I think because everybody was at home, we didn't Mm. work. So it's been working well. It's been, it's been nice. Uh, Are you still been getting like a lot of work though? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to turn away work. Jeez. I tend to turn away work. That, yeah. that, that was, I think I had something like that. Yeah. 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 Turn away work. I tend to turn away work. Um, Must be nice. <laughs> on, on what basis? Yeah. Oh. Does it doesn't align with your spirit or? <laughs> that, bro, you'd yeah. be surprised. Ask Calvin. Like, that's me big time. Like, I can mm-hmm. bump into somebody that wants to pay me thousands. And just the way they are. Like, you turn away that football thing. Exactly. Because of the way the guy spoke to us. Even though he was a nice guy, but I don't know, he just seemed weird. So you were turning away the bag just because it doesn't that sit around your spirit? That was my bag as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of It's just so weird, but, you know, I feel like a big part of it um, is, like, you know, it's the spirit. I, I'm big on that. I'm okay. big on that. I'm big on when, if I talk to someone and they are... Okay, weird example. If, I'm, if I went to a coffee shop with a client, and let's say we're having coffee, and maybe they got the order wrong, and the client starts to shout at the person serving mm, starts mm, to be rude to them I'm not mm. working with that person yeah, yeah. I get that Facts. that's like, yeah that's, that, mm, you know that's basic levels of respect that, exactly yeah. so or, or, for example if I went to a coffee shop with someone and they and maybe the person maybe they saw the person carrying the coffee and they hoffed them oh no worry let me, let me carry it for you you just go back relax right I will work for that person for even less than money just just because of their personalities because you start to then realise because I've done this for quite a while you realise it's not the money it's who you work with mm. So sometimes you, 
you find it easier to just work with somebody <clears throat> that's just blessed. Yeah. Than somebody that's paying you a lot of money. Do you feel like that comes from a place of like financial freedom? Though? Do I it... come from financial freedom? <clears throat> no, as in like just having that, like, I don't like to, pe- I, don't, I won't work with people if their spirit doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, is that like because you're okay, like financially? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I feel like it's just because I have had money that has made me a slave to my work. Oh yeah, I that is a big thing. So, for example, there's been times where I got paid for a shoot, and I'm on set, and this person is just vile. Okay, I'll give, mm-hmm. an, I'll give you a good example. I was doing a shoot once. This was like I would say seven years ago. That's how, how long ago this has been. This is I've left it in the past. But this artist paid a lot of money, and he had models on set. You know, because they have vi- video vixens. You know, okay, the sweet ones. <laughs> video you know, vixens. Video vixens. Video vixens. Yeah, video vixens. You know, you pay. You, know, this, you go to a modeling agency. The modeling agency provides them. So big. It's a very huge budget. Like yeah. huge budget. And I'm on set, and I'm seeing the way this man is. I think this guy's. He's been drinking a lot the whole day, so he's drunk, <laughs> and the way he's talking to these models. In my heart, I'm just like, yo, man, like, this is a lot, you know? And the way he's talking to me, I'm like, man, like, okay, no problem. But you have to keep your professional hat on throughout mm. the whole thing. And the way he's talking to my assistants, the way he's talking to the stylist, the way he's even having arguments with the person he's, that he's featured on the track with mm. on set. So a shoot that was meant to take four hours ended up taking like 18 hours. I mean, we were 18. Yeah. And even at that point, the money. But the hit, lighting, is it inside or was it, it outside? Was inside. It was okay. inside. So it was, it was set design. Did you look nap? Bro, even, I felt so bad. <laughs> you know what? You're just feeling bad in your heart. I was just yeah. like, I just felt so shit. And I've had a lot of those where I was just like, man, it's not worth it. I, I feel it's not financial freedom. It's just saying no to work that sometimes, even though it seems great at the time, it just takes so much away from you that I just said, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Because, and then I started to think about myself as a boss. And that's a totally different aspect to creativity again, or like being an artist, is you other people work for you. So imagine I brought Calvin on set and somebody was just saying just talking nonsense to Calvin. I would feel, I think now, obviously, I'm so, in, I'm such in a different part of life that I would feel so bad because I'd be like, man, next time I can't invite Calvin on set now because th- th- these men are on set violating Calvin and I just have to sit there because of money. Mm. So I don't know, my, my morals just are just, so... Ju- just, just to say, ain't no one violating me. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone will violate Calvin. Know, but, you know, yeah. So that's it, really. That's it. I, I don't, it's not financial freedom because mm. a lot of the time I'm still, I'm, I, there's me, it's ups and downs. But I feel like at this point now in my career, I have more ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But there were times where I had literally nothing and I still had to say no to work because yeah. I just know it would take too much away from me. Yeah, no, I respect that. I respect that. Mm-hmm. The next question. Yeah. I was going to go through the next one, but I'll, I'll give that a bit later. Okay. Um, <laughs> how many years have you been directing, designing? 10 years now. Yeah, 10 years. Ten well, years designing yeah. as well? Yeah, this, no, design started like seven years ago. Um, 10 years, literally. I started when I was 19. Um, I then, I used to intern because my uni was very nice with the internships they would get you. I went to UCL, so they would get you the nice internships and they would send you. So me, because I, I studied business law, they would they would say, okay, just pick a place. There, there, there was different lists, but in my heart, I always knew like I wanted to do fashion. But I knew I didn't want to be one of those like fashion designers that was like only into clothes because I loved so many other things. But I knew I wanted to be a businessman. So... Um, even though it was 
it took time for me to like get into it. I, I started to intern at different fashion brands. Um, I started off as an f- assistant photographer, even though he says assistant photographer, but when you're an intern, all you're doing is making coffee. <laughs> so I was making coffee for everyone. I was cleaning. Um, but my heart was there because I didn't care. I just loved being in a studio. I just loved like being in a studio and playing music loud and sweeping the cove. Um, and that was me. And from there, then, um, there was a day where one of the photographers couldn't turn up and I had just been plotting and waiting, you know, I've been studying. And the guy says, oh, Zeke, can you shoot something? Like, we just want to take a couple of headshots. And I was like, could I? Like, I've been studying. I just, I've been that boy. I mean, I was that little kid in the corner, like yeah. shoot around the, the, like photographers that are getting paid like 40 bags a day. Like, I mean, these people used to get flown out from Paris to come and shoot a big brand. So I was just a kid making coffee, you know, and I was a black kid as well. And in those days, it's not like now everybody's a creative and an art. Like I was a very rare rarity because most guys in my time were like into sports and stuff. But I was this guy that just wanted to study art and like, even though I studied business and um, I shot those um, headshots and the photographer, head photographer came in after the next day and he said, Ezekiel, he called me into the office and he's like, we, have, we need to have a word. I'm like, oh man, word. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get fired because maybe the, maybe one, I wasn't meant to be touching the camera. Maybe I broke something. They said, oh, you know what? These shots are so amazing. We're going to give you like a part-time job. They were never meant to give you a part-time job because you're still an intern, but you just do everything. You know the studio, you have the keys to the studio. You're the first to, you're the first to get there every morning, punctuality. Mm. You know, come on, um, come on. You want to talk again? You know, so I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying, bro. Um, look, you're in my same book. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't paid the no. fine in how long, but yeah, but you were the reason why it was instilled. I, I, ah. it, was, it was, it was, no, it was, no, 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 this is crazy. We'll come back to this. But you know, so I was always like the first to get there. Um, and during that time, I would go to the studio. The days I was not in the studio, I was at uni. Um, and they gave me a part-time job from there, and I started to shoot a lot of huge brands. Um, a lot, a lot that I can't mention because I've got like protection clauses against them and stuff. Man, um, but yeah, like. I spent so much time in the studio that then I started working for other huge brands, like um, you name it, I've probably worked for them in one way. And after that, I then went into, because I used to shoot photography and I used to have filmmakers in. I think that's how my career has always worked. I always looked at things that I'm like, I swear I could do it better than you. And I w- the filmmakers would come in and they would film like, a, just put the camera on a tripod, film this model standing and then moving the camera around for like 40 minutes, one hour max. And these guys would get paid so much money. And I'll be like, like I, I can do this for, I can do this way better and charge, not even charge less, but my heart was in, I would do it for free. I didn't care about um, the money at the time because I was young. And um, they, they, um, they told me, oh yeah, come and let's just try to film some stuff. And I started to film and that's how my film career in like fashion films started to like start because they were like, yeah, like Ezekiel can film this. So I started to film most brands that wanted um, an advert done. Um, I was like one of the first people that started to like bring model get black models in because it was the time where yeah it was just always white models and most of the white guys were all my most of my guys were all black so if they said oh z can you get a model in short notice i would get all my black friends so a lot of the people that stayed to then do a lot of these big there was like a generation of before the you know now they call them like influencers mm. yeah there was a generation of like just cool kids that had they just had a vibe about them. My Instagram used to be, remember the old school Instagram with the old logo? Mm. And they used to actually be into fashion. So the brands then started to send them stuff because they were like the people that everybody had eyes on. Yeah. And I used to like shoot a lot of those type of people in like fashion films and documentaries for fashion week. And it just, it just became like a snowball effect because again, it then, it became like a, 
work with Ezekiel because Ezekiel is this up and coming black guy where a lot of people that were mad. There was another guy, I have to big him up. A lot of people might not know his name is Charlie Van Perps. He's like a man, he was like one of the first black guys to have a black group to go to Fashion Week. That like everybody went to Fashion Week was like you see them, they were mostly white people. Yeah. Charlie, he, it was it was on Vogue, it was like on channel, like um, what's it called? Channel 4 News. Like he was like the first guy to take a set of black people, black young people to Fashion Week. And I was there with him. Like I, I was doing photography um that week, and it was just amazing to see. So yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, man. It's 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 been a crazy career like so far. So Hoping for more. Hopefully, I don't retire and be a plumber. I might be a plumber soon. Because I'm starting to get tired of artistry, but it's, it tires me out sometimes. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, I love what I do. What yeah. is it that's tiring? What, do you mean like working with artists or? No, oh, funny enough, it's, it's okay. Working with artists, I, I've got to a point again of my career where I love to build relationships. So I would rather work with one artist for 50 years than work with 50 artists over one year. Yeah, that's, that's me. Some people that are in my line of work, they want a new, they, they're looking for the next big thing, the next big artist, blah, blah, blah. Like I don't, I don't have the mental energy to do that. So what I tend to do is find four artists or five, which is what I've always done. And I would work with them so well that they can't leave me. Like I would be so amazing to them. Like when they, when they go to the next director, they're like, man, man, Zeke didn't treat me like this. You know, <laughs> Zeke was did this. I wanted the graphic design. Zeke saw it for me. Zeke didn't charge. He went, I wanted this. Zeke saw it. So I think it's that relationship building. And I know I can't do that with everybody. Um, same way when I used to work with Calvin at a company we used to work, there was only one Calvin for me because I don't, I don't know how to like share my heart with 50 people and be on the same level of niceness with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think what makes it tiring is one, working with the wrong people, two, people in general, people are hard to work with. Um, and when you're doing art as well, it's so determined on the person. So what you, you might look at something and think this is the best thing since sliced bread, like this is amazing. Mm. Somebody else will just come and say, yo, that's crap. We're not doing that. And now you've, you know, it's just, it's always back and forth. So it's, it's that, but um, I feel like you, you you can't help what you love to do. Yeah. So you when you wake when I wake up in the morning, I, I can't stand it until I'm in it. Like sometimes I'm going on set, I'm like, oh, and I get on set and it's like, it's like, oh, I've got all the infinity stones now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the feeling. <laughs> back, like, that's the feeling. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, and I'm, I'm waking up, I'm going, I'm carrying these bags. I'm like, oh, and I'm on set. Then all of a sudden, eight hours goes by like in one second, you know? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the worst things that, that day um, with Lashes who, and it was cold as hell. Funny enough, yeah. So you see, that's a terrible... <laughs> the normal day, if I was caught in that kind of situation, I would be so pissed off for the next one week. I would be so angry. But on set, I was on in the rain and I didn't even care. Because that's what that zone... I think everybody has a zone when they're doing what they love. Mm-hmm. That zone, when you're in, you just, you're not thinking. And that's how I just know it's my thing. Even though it frustrates me sometimes. But I'm like, you know what? I'd rather do this and be frustrated in what I love than be happy in something that's just not for me. You know? So, yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> it's not on my list. Mm. I remembered, like, obviously you have a lot of things you're working on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to mention any of your companies or what you're working I on? I run, I run free businesses. So I run a production company. Um, we do a lot of filming for like music artists, um, editorial brands. Um, what else do we even do? graphic designs, you name it, we do it. But it's had to be, I feel like one big thing that I always wanted to do is I'm a very prim and proper guy when it comes to business that is. Everything else, I'm blase, I'm very chill. <laughs> um, when it comes to like making money, I always believe that I don't I don't want money that I can't account for. So instead of me just, I, if some people even make one company and like 
pull the all the amounts that they take in under the one company. But because I do so many different things, and there was one time where I got audited, and I remember the auditor telling me, "You're lucky that you kind of like it's not that much money." And I think that's when I learned that okay, you have to separate your money. You can't have your your um, how can I put it? your Studio money, for example, coming into your main account and your fashion design money coming into your main account mm. and your filming money coming into your main account. You have to like, so I made companies. You I didn't show it, broke man. them up. Sorry? You got offshores. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't <laughs> even say. Yahoo boy, yeah? yeah? I didn't even say. I didn't even say. But I, the thing is, I just, I tend to keep them separate. So whenever we need to do accountants come in, it's just clean accounts, you know. This is the pr- production company where we do all of this. I'm also working on um, my design brand, which is, Jesus, it's taken four years of my life to do. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, that's that's the thing about it. Because I'm not one of those, oh, look at me, I've got a brand people. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I, I, I study design, meaning I, um, I am deep into fabrics and deep into learning how to sew. And even though I'm giving it to other people to produce, I'm actually myself, I am so deep into doing it. Like by the time I put out a shirt, Everybody that knows me knows, yeah, like, I know what went into Ezekiel creating that shirt. Whereas some people just come together to print your logo on a shirt. That's cool for them. No Virgil, but hey, you know what I'm saying? As much as I love Virgil, no Virgil, no Virgil. Like, Virgil himself says that it's all a finesse. Like, you know, I've been in talks where Virgil's talking and Virgil's like, yo, even me, myself, I don't know how I did all of this, but, you know, we just did it. And I respect it because that's that's his model. Like, Virgil is all about customizing and breaking down things, whereas I'm more of a... I look to like the Raph Simmons, the Celines, the Ricardo Tichis, the Mason Margellas. Um, those people kind of like inspire me in my design. So I'm looking to release, you know, hopefully next year, Men's Fashion Week. And it's going to be a huge movement because a lot of the things I do is also very inspired by film. So I'm going to shoot a short film, which Calvin is definitely going to be part of because okay. Cal- I don't do anything without Calvin. You don't know. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be, it's going to be a short film about, you know, this black couple that I love and the brand, the brand is called Fancy Dress Party and um, it took me so long to come to that name how did you why, sorry why that name because every time okay growing up I'm not sure if anybody else have had this maybe because I was an odd kid though so I used to like always wear scarves around my head like I was I I, I, don't, I think like I was so masculine sometimes I, I had to <clears throat> always throw it off I was like you know like Cameron with the pink with the yeah, pink you yeah. remember that outfit yeah, that's me like as a person I'm like oh yeah like yeah, I'm such a man. I could do whatever I, the mm. fuck I want. Like that's mm. that's how I am. So I used to always dress weird, and I used to go to places, and people were like, "Oh, is it fancy dress party today?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, no, that's just that's me. I'm just even when I used to work with Calvin. Oh, trust me, I used to get it all yeah, the time. They'll be like, where you? Before I met Ezekiel, yeah, yeah. I was like, now, who's this brother? Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to Ezekiel people used to had be... these one shoes. Yeah, that has a green bottom. Yeah, there was. was like, I've never seen those night things. I've never seen them before. Yeah, yeah. They, they was like raps. Was like, it was like raps. That's what I mean. People used to always talk to me like, why, why are you dressed like this? And I'm like, this guy must be. He must do something outside of work. People used to think I was like into fraud and stuff. Like, but it's the thing is, and it's not even about money it's about why do i want to look like everybody else that's mm-hmm. always been me why why okay everybody even when we used to wear you know i work sometimes they'll be like oh yeah the directors are coming in so um you have to look smart, have to look smart. And i'll be like okay well everybody wear a suit and i would wear a double-breasted suit 
and they'll be like, it used to be like, a, I, I used to have this, I have this Mason Margiela like double-breasted box fit suit. Right? I really love it. It's a beautiful suit. <laughs> it's, it's a, I got money. No, know? it's not even money. It's funny <laughs> enough, I bought it in a vintage store. That's, we're going to get into this. Like, everything that I wear is, there's things that are worth thousands and the things that are like, buy like 10 pounds that I paid for it. And you think it's a thousand. But people are like, oh, my, my boss was like, why are you wearing a double breasted? That's, it's a lot. Like, why are you? And I was like, that's just me. Like, that's just, that's my way of, you know, some people have, every man, I think, I think men especially, every man has a thing. Some people is whipped. So I see, I know about some of my boys that dress like, Absolutely, absolutely. Alpha. What? So there's a second cat. Alpha. Just, just um, start again. Sorry. Just, just, just pause one sec because the camera might not catch you, innit? Really? Yeah. Is it's it just that, in case. Isn't it that thing where it stops in thirty minutes? Thirty minutes. Yeah. Ah. Can you take that off? Can you take off the thirty minute limit? Yes, you can. If you're shooting ten eighty, are you shooting four K? Yeah. Oh, that's the problem. You have to shoot ten eighty. You don't need to shoot four K, innit? I know. I don't need to. <laughs> Make us so beautiful. Yeah, look, but you, funny enough, that's it. Take off the fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, trust me. It's, so what was I saying? You are saying every man has a thing. Everyone has a thing, you know? Yeah. So some people is, I know guys that like, um, um, I know some of my boys that look absolutely homeless, but their cars are fucking amazing. Mm. And I'm like, Jesus, why do you have to buy a car that's this expensive? And I'm like, if you can spend 50 grand on a car, you can spend 100 pounds on a shirt. Or 50 pounds on a shirt. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, to me, it's just easier to buy clothes than it is to buy a house. Like, some of, one of my friends, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's very close to me. Like, if you know four people that are close to me, he's one of them. He's a multimillionaire, right? And if you met this guy, I swear to God, you would never know. And he has, his house is worth 1.2 million. Like, literally, it's valued over day. It's worth 1.2 million. And this, if this guy walked past you, you would not know. But his thing is real estate. When you told me how much he's worth, and then I said, And you saw him. Yeah. You're like, and his thing is real estate. His thing is like, oh, I just, I just like buying houses. He bought a little flat when he was young and then he bought a bigger flat and he loves to like, he goes to derelict houses and like rebuilds them. Yeah, he's that guy. That's, that's his thing. For, to me, that's so long. Like, why are we, I'm just buying the house for my family. I don't see the reason why I'm going to be buying <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he, he loves houses. So he's worth yeah. millions. Whereas me, I, I just like to buy my little... So I realized that. I think when you're growing up, you're always told, why are you doing this? And like, why are you doing that? So I used to always be the different guy. So I, it was just easier for me to do that, really. Mm. But yeah, fancy dress party out soon. Ether out soon. Um, Ether is out already. I'm also working on an art gallery. Um, that is the biggest thing because I'm also looking to have to exhibit people like yourselves in there. Um, it's having black artists, unknown people that are wavy. Mm. You know, that's always been my thing. Like I find people that are so good at what they do, but. They don't have the clout and the noise around them. And I'm like, okay, yeah, those are the people we need to be talking to. And it's going to be very similar to a setup like this, but it's the production is going to be flipping through the roof. And we, we've got a building that's built around. It's going to be like, you know, in the Matrix, when he's in this white room and it's just, he's just by himself and he's like skipping in between and it's just like an open space. Mm. We've got this huge open space we're looking to film in. That's, we've got the deal, deal sorted out on um, for a year paid for so okay. so, I yeah. shout, so I shout these men to come through yeah come on everybody's coming through okay. you could be as late as you want I don't make you I don't make you I don't make you I don't make you I you know I don't make you I don't make you I don't make you that's me. I'm good broke. I'm one of those. You're, what do you mean by that? You're okay not having money? I'm not. I'm good. I, I'm not okay not having money, but I'm, I'm like, whenever I don't have money, anybody around me knows that Ezekiel has definitely done something good with his money. You know, some friends, like some people, some of my friends around, um, they, they get broke and it's like, 
you know they were wasteful. You know it's because oh, they went clubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know it's because yeah, they, they yeah, spent yeah. all their money on some grey goose grey goose ball. <laughs> Whereas me, whenever I don't have money, my friends know ex- they know exactly where my money has gone. Right. You know, yeah. and that's why I try to like cultivate my friends as well. So if Calvin is broke, I know he's bought a lens. You know, I know he spends his money on like some camera body, and that's how I am too. So yeah, I just invest my money in that. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you hiring for the people? For the people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm always hiring. I just feel I don't hire a lot of people. Mm. Because wherever, wherever I do hire, I break bread with extremely. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't believe in just hiring you and paying you a salary. I believe, like, if you work with me and I get 10 bags for a video, you're definitely taking home, like, free. That's what I want to do. I wanna, I'm want i one of those people that by the time money gets to me, people are like, Zeke, you should take more money. I never take the most money. I always make sure. It's either we are not all getting paid and we're all here off our own backs. So everybody's nice. So it's, I also wanted, I wanted it to be a very, whoever works for or works with Ezekiel kind of thing has such an exclusivity and niceness to them that, yeah, I'm always looking for people, but you have to have the heart for it. That's another thing that it's, it's a lot of work. It's not for, if you're looking to, I always tell people, if you're looking to blow and have money and have freedom and work whenever you like, artistry is not for you. You should not be an artist in any way. Anyway, just go get a nice job. And do that. that that's going to work out better for you, honestly. Like, honestly, I feel you should just be an accountant, work in a bank, work an office job. You'll be nice. If you work there for five years, you get five pay rises. You'll be nice. Credit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if you want to do art, it's not for if you're thinking, I'm going to blow in one year. I'm going to blow in two years. Oh, my God. Everybody's dropping this track. I'm not dropping my track. Everybody's releasing this video. I'm not. It's not for you. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even want those people to work it's for you. It's definitely the long run. It's a long run thing. Yeah. And I can tell that in the people that um, I meet. A lot of the time. So yeah, I'm employing. If you if you got the heart, please hit me up. There's always money. There's always money for Where you. Where can I hit you up one time? Um just my Instagram is Ezekiel, E-Z-E-K-I-X-L. Um drop me a DM. My email's there. My PA has my email. So she just always goes through my emails and sends whoever is whoever is wavy. Um if you come to me and you've got the heart for it, come on. There's always this beyond me. What, what what roles are you looking for though? Is it strictly like filming based or it's whatever. It's whatever, because you'd be surprised where how you can make something. Mm. Um, if you don't, if you, I know people that are just great at getting shit done. It's weird. You know, there's something called a gaffer. You need to Google this. It's okay. called a gaffer. They are the people, if you know it's on set, they put cell tape on the floor and they have the lights up and they're cleaning and they, they get paid way more than most people on set. And they, they got, because they just, they just know how to get like, you, you, oh, you need an extension cable? Oh, I got it, man. They like inspect the gadget with the, and they've got the <laughs> screwdriver. Now, please know a person like that in a normal world, they call him a handyman. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But on set, you're a gaffer and a gaffer makes so much money. So I've had people come to me and be like, Zeke, I'm not creative, but like, I just want to work with you. And bro, we've had the, till this day, funny, funny facts. My friend that I told you is a multimillionaire. He's one of those guys, like, where he is not in any, he's a, he sings. His thing is singing. But on set, I remember one time he came on set and he was just amazing at set design. He just knew how to tell the people to build the things and how they looked. So he started to build a set design portfolio, which funny enough now, he's making money off of. I'm like, when did you become a set designer on this level? Like, you're not telling man. But he's doing his thing. And he just came on set as like, let me just come chill on set. But he was like, bro, that, that looks shit. But he's like, he knows interior design and stuff, which is what mm. he does by building houses. So when he comes on set, he knows how to work sets. Like he knows mm-hmm. how to build things on set. And now people employ him to build sets for them. Like if you want, if you want like um, a, a fountain flowing in the studio and you're shooting a music video, he's the guy to build that. And crazy enough, he, he has a career off it now. He's doing very well. Mm-hmm. So this is where- That's even an album come up as well, basically. Hmm? I come, I come there just to help in the background. Yeah, but, but you do a lot though. You do yeah. a lot. You, you've actually got the things that are like more filmmaking. Whereas some people think they don't, but everybody does. Yeah. Um, it's it's being diligent in what you do. You know, 
like the Bible says, if you're faithful with small, mm. God shall give you many. Amen. So, Come so if, <laughs> if you're if you're good with little, if you're the guy that just oh, you're, oh yeah, like I could trust Calvary to be there at this time, like sooner or not you will become part of the furniture that's why I think I think um, um, what's his name this guy I've forgotten his name of this orphaner he calls it being the linchpin it means being the person nobody can do without yeah. even though you seem like the guy that you're not doing anything yeah. but without you it's just like I don't watch football but there's a couple of defenders like that I think I saw on things the other day on CNN and it was like this guy has never scored a goal but you would know none of the players that have ever played with him would say he's not like if you take him away they could riot like they could they could because he's such a great player mm-hmm. and you, you want to be one of those guys so yeah, I like to say I'm one of those guys. Everybody, <laughs> I, mean, everybody, I feel like everybody here is, even though you guys are so hard on each other, <clears throat> which I love. Though I think brothers have to hold each other accountable. Exactly, yeah. that's the big thing. You guys, you guys. Why are you niggas looking at me, bro? I've been looking at you all day. Late, I've been looking at you late. <laughs> no, he was like two minutes late. I'm, I'm fighting for you, you know. Oh, mate, it's horrible. Every time I'm late, I sent the money before I even got here. You see, I got here on time. Then I got here on time. He's not running. I sent you the thing. You go go find the reference. I said, don't chat to me. I sent you the piece right now. Right. That was after. No, I sent you the piece. No, 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 no. I sent you it. No, no, no. He did. I come back and he did. He walked in and was like, yeah, I sent the piece. You can see on the thing. I was on time. I was on time. I thought I was going to be late. Sent the piece. Whatever. I like being held accountable. That's what oh, Calvin's for. Gosh, right. yeah, Calvin, Do you know what I mean? Funny. Calvin does. That's what Calvin's for. I hold people accountable. Me sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Thanks, man. Yeah, I think you're that friend to everybody, but you're not scared to be like, yo, bro, relax, you know? And I feel we all need that type of friend. Sometimes and then I don't listen when people tell me to relax. Oh, don't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> relax sometimes. Yeah. Oh, man. But um, before we go back to more creative questions. Mm, yeah. mm. So. How is the blend with you and your missus being the fact that she's from a different culture and you're not? <clears throat> it's been amazing. It's been amazing. I feel like I knew... So I knew... you want to explain where everyone's from? Okay, so I'm Nigerian. Yeah. Um, my wife is Jamaican. How long, how long have you been together for um, people on the podcast? Ten years now. Yeah. Is that ma- Are you married? Married six years. Okay. Together okay. for, yeah. Okay. So, um, it's... So you got married at 23? Yeah. I, I got married on my birthday. I was 22, actually. I got On my birthday was my wedding day. Because I said, you know what? You're so special. What can I do to like show my love for you guys even more? Mm. And I gave him my birthday. Because I'm not really a birthday guy. I'm like, Wait, oh. hold on a second. I'm like, yeah. How did you got married on your really? birthday? I got married on my birthday, yeah. So how, I, did, what, how did you what, propose? Oh, propose. Um, I you took love it, this girl, bro. I took it to Camden. Yeah, man. I took it to Camden. <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, you love your wife. No, no, not even like that. No, no, not even like that. No, no, not even like that. On his birthday. On my birthday. You want to do that on your birthday? I don't care about my birthday. I think I think that is like. I think it's crazy, but I also think that's like. So you're Nigerian, right? Yeah, Nigerian. Yeah. That is a very. I feel like yeah, that screams Nigerian. Nigerian, yeah. I feel like it's my way of like saying, but. You guys, you guys are gonna laugh at this. I get two presents every year, bro. Like I, I get, I get, when, I get and, and I, my birthday is more joyful now. Because yeah, no, no, I, no, I, I get that. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like I wake up in the morning and it's happy anniversary. I was like, oh my god, Zeke, happy anniversary, happy birthday. I'm here. So, I, so it's so much joy around one day. Um, it, it worked out. It's worked out so far. It, okay. 
I'll be real with you guys. Marriage is not for kids. And when people say that, I don't mean it in regards to age. When people used to tell me that, I used to think it was the age thing. Like, oh yeah, because I'm 23. You think it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not for people that don't, that you don't. I, I believe that when you've married the person you love the most in this whole world, even if God himself brought her down in like a... Or brought them down in like a, like you know like when the aliens adopt you and it's like a light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if God brought them down like that, you would still wake up some days like what the hell? Like, bro, are you mad, bro? You know what I'm saying? This is life. This is the reality of being married. But it's all about marrying the person, or you know, choosing to spend life with the person that's you know. I never used to call her my best friend. I used to hate. You know, like, that's my best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand her, bro. But. I tell you what, anybody that sees me and her knows we're best friends because yeah, of the way so we, because of the way we are. Like yeah. you know, it, it, it's marrying somebody that's for you. My, I used to tell my mom. My mom used to be like, "Oh, Ezekiel, please marry a nice African girl." You know, Man, because they, speak Yoruba though. Uh, the cook is speak Yoruba. Wait, I'm, there's another know. story. Again. She can that's speak. Yeah, she can speak. She speaks better fluent Yoruba than a lot. Because I think I speak fluent Yoruba. Like, where did she learn it? For me, and okay. please know she had, she had, she had a couple of Nigerian friends. She's one of these Caribbean people, which is very, very like Calvin, but Calvin has a mix. But she's one of these Caribbean people that you would not understand, you would not know she's in any way Caribbean until she opens her mouth and says, "Yo, yeah, I'm fully Jamaican." Like everybody in my family is Jamaican and Canaan Island, Canaan Islands. But when I met her, she was she she used to like Nigerians. Like she used to like, oh my god, I love the Nigerian culture. Like oh my god. Love you. She liked the music. She liked jollof rice. You know, jollof rice is a very big thing. You know, when it's cooked right, it can turn you the other way. Um, she liked the food and everything. She liked the music. So I was like, okay. So she met me. And you know, you fall in love with somebody even more because they are a good representation of the culture. Like mm. of what of what you like, for example, I, I like Ghanaian people and I met Calvin. I'm like, yeah, Calvin, people like Calvin are the reason I really like Ghanaians because Ghanaians have a very Fair, but, yeah, this <laughs> the, the Prince of Ghana. Don't get me wrong. I used to always say if I don't marry a Jamaican, I would marry a Ghanaian. I used to always say that. I just there was something about me that just knew I was not. Because you know what I think again, it's very my I'm an opposite guy. I'm like, you know when you put the magnets together and they go separate ways. So when you when I everybody expects me to do this. Oh, I'm never doing that. Yeah, I'm a Nigerian guy. and I was brought up in Nigeria. I grew up in VI. Like, I'm a Niger boy to the core. I'm not one of these. You know, someone that's born here and they go to Nigeria once and they're like, oh, I'm a Niger. I'm not. Like, bro, I, I used to catch Okada sometimes to go to school. <laughs> and sometimes I would, you know, even though my parents were rich, they would put, I would still catch the public bus. Like, in Nigeria, we call them the Mulue. Like when you get on those, that, those things don't even stop. You have to like run up. <laughs> you know, you know, bro. You have to run up and run up and catch them. They don't even stop. They're like, ah, you're swinging up the bus like Spider Man. It's mad. I've had to do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there, you know, and I'm a, I'm a real representation of what it is to be a Nigerian man growing up in another country, having yeah. different, different mixes. When did you move here? Ten years ago, ten, twelve. I've always been in and out of this country, but permanently, I would say when I started to live here permanently was ten years ago. Um, was that like because of because um, you you said that that was like around when you got that um, internship was it no no, no. I That's came here for like uni uni yeah. uni, yeah. uni studying uni. yeah okay, cool. so I've been I've been living here since I started study like college and everything um, and I met my when I met my wife funny enough I met my wife on Twitter you know how was it yeah I met her on Twitter she was talking she was one of these women that was like always. Ah, please know I was a scumbag back in the day as well. <laughs> I was a scumbag like I was I was one of these guys I was that's when I meet guys that say they're out here I'm like huh that's cute. Because <laughs> I was out here Like I was terrible Like Even I know Because now I look at back here Like a grown man I'm like Jesus is he cool. You could have done less You know <laughs> I was terrible for her And when I met her She was always online Like Just You know when somebody's always tweeting Sensible sense Like always and she, was, she was also deep into religion She was She's a Christian mm. She tweets about God 
her tweets will always come up on my timeline like a retweet but whenever I saw her name it was just always decent stuff mm. you know um, she, would, she would do fundraising I'd be like she would raise so much money for the I'm like I would see I would turn my eyes away so this time she came on I'm like nah man I have to, I have to message her and see what she's doing mm. you know so I, I, I liked one of her tweets and she DM'd me and she goes oh hey, hey handsome I'm like, hey, do you call everybody handsome? She goes, no. She goes, I just had to take the chance. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and and, and um, I used to work in a cinema then. I used to work in View um, the cinema. I used to work with people that used to clean up the popcorn and stuff. And um, she said, you know what? I'm going to come and see you. We spoke on the phone for like two weeks. And bro, it was like, please take it from a man that's spoken to a lot of women. Okay. A lot. Mm. I spoke to this person that it just felt like, man, like, you know when your soul is happy? I don't know, you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever felt that, but my soul just felt content. Like, it felt like, in that moment there, if I died, I would have known what it felt like to meet someone, meet somebody that's connected with me deeply. Mm. You know what so I'm saying? That's that August Alcina talk. No, no, no. I was entangled. Yo, Dying knowing you know? that I gave myself completely. Completely. <laughs> completely. You know, so I felt, I felt like, oh, you know what? I met no. this person. And before we met, um, we would talk, you know, I'll check on her. Just, you know, just casual. It was never, when normally I would do a lot to be in somebody's presence, I would try to be my best self with her. I never felt that. I always felt like I could come the way I am. So normally when I was this fashion head guy, I meant to like go up to go to dates looking drippy. She said, I want to see you today. I said, listen, I'm working. She says, I'm going to come to your workplace. I said, okay. I came off from work. I had my She's black on black. One, man. Listen, bro. I had my black on black on. You know, like the, the uniform. And it was all, you know, when Coke has been spinning over on you all day. Oh, it was sticky. And my vans had like, you know, when your vans are sticky and the gum, uh, sticky all over, basically. And she comes, she's the first time she's seeing me. And I remember coming out and I saw her. And she saw me. And you know what made you so happy to see somebody? I've never felt that. Please, been a lot of days and I've, you know, the baddest, bro, I used to work in production. So all the baddest video vixens, bro. We've been there. Video like, vixens. Like, I just <laughs> saw this person and I'm like, wow, like, she was just so decent. Like, it wasn't no, she didn't have no makeup on, you know, I'm used to makeup and the contours, you know, contouring like this. All that was not there. It was just a girl that had her hair tied back and a nice top. Some nice jeans and you know she had like a nice dress and I, it was a black dress and a denim top. Mm. On. And she said hi. I had Doctor Martins on. I'm like yes, back in the day because this was not the way it is now. A black girl that wears Doctor Martins that gets it because me and I used to wear Doctor Martins as well. Wearing Doctor Martins. I wear Doctor Martins right now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like yes. Now she's like oh hey what's up? She goes I like your uniform. It looks very cute. I'm like you find me cute in this uniform? Oh you don't even want this. I'm not even that full form yet. This is not even me. Like this is not even me. You know. And um, we we went on a date. I I couldn't. I was so broke. I couldn't afford anything. She paid for everything. But I worked in the cinema, so I paid for, I got the ticket free, mm. right? And we bought sweets. Do you guys watch Super Hot Fire? Yes. You guys know Super Hot Fire? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And me and her sat there before the movie. She had a little phone, and we just sat there. She had one headphone in, she had one headphone in, and we just watched Super Hot Fire videos, and we just laughing our ass off. That was the date before we watched the movie. And after that, she went home. She was like, oh, when am I going to see you again, Mr. Uncle, Uncle Zeke? I said, oh, don't worry, you see me soon. And the next week, I saw her again. And ever since, we've been inseparable. You know, Nicole is my... She's, tell us how you proposed, though. Oh, I took her to Camden. She likes... She likes. There was, a, there was a man in Camden, if you've been in Camden long enough, that was the Pow Pow Chicken. And he has like a crooked voice. No. Nah. Oh, man. Like, this is before they, they've demolished it now. And they... She, I went to have a, I bought Chinese because she's very simple. That's my wife. That's why I, I find it very easy to do things for my wife because everything is impressive to her. She's like, oh my God, 
God, you you bought me some toothpicks. Wow, babe, well done, you know. Um, so she, she, I took her to buy Chinese, and she goes, "What?" She loves that Chinese in Camden. She, I bought the Chinese. Guy, Chinese was like five pounds. She's like, "Oh, babe, what else were you doing?" I said, "Oh, don't worry, because I skate." So I went to the skateboard shop. There's a, sh- it's called Free Amigos. It's in Camden. When they bought, she, she, she skates as well. Um, which is weird, but I love the fact that me and I can skate together. Mm-hmm. So we bought skateboards, like bought actual boards. Um, you know about this as well, because the boards that you have to get the proper, because the thing can just snap at any time. Yeah. Um, bought boards. We went back home. A whole family was waiting in the house. But I had a pre-recorded production, production. Come on. Um, where I was proposing. <laughs> so they said, oh, Nicole, come and watch TV. So everybody's behind there. She's watching TV. And it's me that pops up on TV. And the whole family had got them to like, I've traveled to their houses individually to film them. Saying congratulations, Nicole. He's the one, blah blah blah, bigging me up basically. Because yeah. obviously, this is sounding <laughs> sick. Nah, it's so he came yeah. on TV. And she didn't know it was anything to do with anything because she thought it was the sky playing. Because I'd kind of like edited like it to run smooth in between the sky and the. Uh, <laughs> Oh my and days. the thing. So nah, he came I on. Man, man so didn't take notes. I'm sorry so, to the man that have girls. Like. No, I know. <laughs> all my friends hated me. They're like, ah, oh, come on, Zeke. Like, like, you got to cut man off after that. They were like, yo, Zeke, like, what are we going to do to like top this? So I, I, and I did a proposal. Mm. I pulled the plank cards and everything. And um, I after that, I came into the room. And I pulled out the ring. And now my wife hates when I say this, but my wife froze. Like, I mean, you know, like when shock hits you and you just freeze. Because she saw the ring and she looked at me and she's thinking, where the hell did you get money to buy this ring? Because she's like, where did you get this ring from? And I'm like, yeah, like, and she was, she just burst into tears. She was so happy. I had saved up so much money from my view money. And that's how, that's why I, I, one thing about me and her is we look out for each other. Mm. When, when she, she, when she's thinking about me, I'm thinking about her. So I was telling her, babe, I'm broke, you know, like I have no money. These times, the money that I'm getting, me and her father are ring shopping. Like we're traveling to places looking for ring because I'm taking 300 pounds a month plus at the same time, I'm still going to uni. So she's working. She used to work at Hummingbird Bakery. It used to be, there's one in um, Liverpool Street. There's one in um, Notting Hill as well, with the mm. carnival. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's nothing new. Mm. And um, I was saving up money to buy the ring. And when she saw the ring, she was just so... Like, oh my God, like you bought a ring costing this much. But she didn't know that because when I was going to uni, she would take money that she got paid and she would give me money for travel to go to uni. And I needed, my laptop broke and she had a Mac and she gave me a Mac and she used to go to uni to type because she gave me a Mac. And I used to think in my head, and I used to think in my head, like you watch, like a day is going to come Whatever you want, bro. Yeah, mm. you're gonna. But anyway, I never used to say any of that. I just used to look at her like, "Thank you." Mm. Just believe in me. Just let's go through all the hell together. So when I bought the ring, we got engaged. You know, I told her we were getting married. She was happy. She was down with it. My wife, me and my wife, we didn't have a lot of money there to even get married. I didn't even know how we got married, but we were looking for places. Um, and she decided to get married in this bloody castle in Greenwich. Trust me, when you guys, you guys, by God's grace, are all gonna go through this. Women never pick the place that you think, oh, this is decent. They pick that one place you know you cannot afford, like the place you know they're gonna bankrupt you totally. And um, it's it's been great, man. I feel like, you know, at our, at our wedding, my friend used to DJ for like Nike Adidas. He was our DJ. Um, all my best friends are photographers. I got amazing photo. I have some of the best friends in photography you ever see. Cause you know, all my friends are photographers. Mom, a lot of my friends work on, um, my, her best friend, my best friend as well, Zoe. She worked in the bridal shop. We bought our, her wedding dress. Got it for more or less half price. Zoe hooked her up. Um, the, the person that cooked. What's from the family? So it, it was so, it was like, it's like four, it's like three of you here when Calvin is getting married. Like whatever you can do, mm-hmm. if, if you can drive, 
you will drive the car. If you can clean you, you know what I'm trying to say? Everybody just came together and our wedding wasn't full of like uncles and aunties. It was full of all the people we wanted there. That's very important mm. because sometimes you have 800 people on the guest list. Like what, what the hell? Like it's only 50 people. married in Nigeria? No, no. God, we did a traditional in Nigeria. Mm. That's another story. And we came here for the white wedding. Mm. But we got a traditional done in Nigeria as well, where she met my family and everything. We traveled out there. Mm. Go was like, you see in Lagos, you would think she was from Lagos, the way she was out there, like <laughs> enjoying the weather and the Nigerian fanta, you know, that's mm. nice as well. Mm. So bro, it was it was great, man. It was great. It's been we've been nice ever since. Um it's been ups and downs. We've been through a hell lot. And that's why I feel like it's good to marry somebody that you know will stand by your side for everything. Not mm. to say, not to say struggle culture is a good thing. But it's always also good that no matter what happens, you know they've got you. You know. Yeah, so that, one of my questions was, um, how is it like coping basically with like having a missus, mm. and then in the job line that we basically are in, where it's like very, you, you don't know if you're gonna get paid this week, next week, oh, a year, okay. two years. You don't know. You okay. don't know. You might have a dry Be- year. Beautiful example is uh, is building faith. Anything you do, you can work a nine to five, and your woman or your partner will not have faith in you. So it doesn't. It's it's you as an individual. Some people, I know friends of mine that are in relationships that do not have, they don't, they, they shouldn't have money troubles. Like they work in good jobs, mm. get paid extremely well, but their partner's always fretting, like, where's the money gonna go? Cause it's just terrible with money. I'm not good with money. I know that for sure. I'm not, I'm, if you had my, if I had my way, all these, this whole room would be full of lenses, mm-hmm. and, and like, but <laughs> camera buddies and stuff. But, um, I feel like I, I have always, I've been this, per- I'm a go-getter. So I would, when, when I used to work, when I used to be in uni, Mm. Um, I would still do shoots and from nothing, if we needed money, I would always have money. Like I would always be able to wake up in the morning, pull my camera bag out. My camera bag used to be huge, right? So I, I, it was so heavy and I would pull it to the shoot and I would take train. It's not like now where I could just grab a taxi. Life has really changed. <laughs> Back in those days, I used to struggle, but whenever she said, oh babe, my money's running low, you know, that money never finished before I got money. And when we then got married, things get more serious because now we have a house, we have big bills to pay. And um, I remember one time I spent ad two thousand from a shoot. God is my witness. Tom is my witness. Actually, Tom is a good, he knows this story well. I mm-hmm. took the money and I bought a GH five. This is when the GH five just came out. Yeah. It was like, and that was all the money we had. And my wife is freaking like, I mean, she's freaking out like, bro. I know I'm gonna pay the rent this month, but how are we gonna eat? You know? I'm like, babe, don't worry, I got you. And she was like, no, you know, obviously she's like, oh my god, why would you do that? You don't even think of me. I'm like, you wait. <laughs> And I got a shoot that week. I got a shoot that month for like six bags. And I remember making the money and I brought, came home and the first person I gave all the money to was her. Like, there you go. Mm. Ever since she's never, because she now, before she, when I would buy the stuff, she would never get like, why are you buying all this stuff? Like, mm. but now she's even before she's like, oh baby, this new camera is out. You know, do you want it? Like, <laughs> because now she gets why I would spend yeah, yeah, yeah. thousands upon thousands of pounds on, because yeah, like now the red, exactly the, the, the red, the C300, these cameras are worth 20 bags, but it, it started off with a camera that's worth, Fun fact, fun, fun, big fact. My wife bought me my first camera. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes, 700D. So when you started, like, the internship, Mm. you'd never done photography before? I used to love it. I, I, even though I interned, the photography, I would use the um, camera at the studio. But I never had a camera of my own. I remember one day she woke up, she goes, oh, we're going Curry's. So what are we going Corey's to do this? Um, 700D Canon. Okay. Yeah. So I said, what are we going Corey's for? Like, what's all of this? I, I didn't even want to go out. It was in Shafford 100 um, in Essex. And um, she took me there and she was like, oh yeah, you like that camera? Best camera there at the time. At the time it was crop sensors. They were like the camera that we're in. Mm. So I like, like that camera. I'm like, yeah. She goes, excuse me, can I have the camera and a bag? There was like a little, I still have that bag till today. Accessories. Accessories. Yeah, come on. And she bought me the camera with the bag. And that's why till this day, till this day, whatever that woman wants, 
She gets it because uh, even though, yes, I would have gone on and bought a camera for myself, but I never forget where I come from in regards to not even her being my wife, her being a helper of my destiny, helping me. Mm. Because there's a lot of people that had 800, there's a lot of girls that I dated that had 10 times money than her. But they would never invest, they would invest into going out with me and buying drinks and well, look at my dream and say, I'm going to put money in this dream of yours. We're going to become something. So it, she paid for the camera and my first camera was bought from my wife. You know, we didn't have money until I then started to make a lot of money to a point where she's like, oh, baby, let's... Now she knows so Like, you can't talk to my wife about cameras. Like, she she was cool with anybody. Yeah, even about, behind the scenes, like she was going in. Like, you, you know, like, she knows how to work cameras. She She's like a... When you love somebody, you kind of like pick up things. So she knows everything. Like, if I say we're going to the cupboard, pick up the 50D and that one and pick up this, she knows everything. So, yeah, like, she's she is, in a way, my best friend. I don't like saying it because I can't stand her. But you, I can't stand without her. It's the thing. So, shout out Nicole, man. Shout out Nicole, man. <laughs> shout out Nicole, the OG. Crazy, the old woman. How you call it now? You call her old woman. <laughs> I call her old woman. I call her granny. Everybody in the family calls her granny because she has an old soul as well. I think me and her are very similar in that mm. aspect. But, yeah. That's beautiful. That is, man. Honestly. <clears throat> okay. What is your favorite project you worked on? Game Bracer. Give me shout, out, Bracer. Game. Game shout was shout Tokyo as well. <laughs> shout out Tokyo as well. I think game was game was a music video where I could. I want to quickly just check the camera on it. I think thirty minutes has gone by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need to just film ten eighty. You guys need to tell him to film. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. He used to just film today, so he doesn't yeah, need to do a lot. Slightly, gee, I didn't even know. I don't yeah, even know. Now now. Know. Last time, yeah, I had to go up to. I was like, I was checking it. Yeah, I was like, um, yeah, you're coming. You're not coming. Coming. He's like, I right, press the button. I'm like, what button? What button? Like, There's an eight. I don't oh, yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, press the button. I was like, mate, just look at them. They look the same to me, bro. No, no, no. You can also press. There's a lot of buttons you can press to start recording. You can press the main one. You can press the main one to work. Because you, you've not configured it to work. I'll show you how to do it. It's easy to do. It. It's crazy. <laughs> but, it's crazy. Um, game was game was probably the only project that I had. I would definitely say game because it was the only project that I had full creative freedom, and it was probably the first time I really, really, in almost at that time eight years of my career that I felt like a hundred percent boss. Like I was literally everything was under me. So the DPs, the stylists, the set management, insurance, cars. You know, mm. everything was before I would just be the guy with the camera and just like filming and sometimes I have somebody to assist me. But this time I had like nine people working under me that day. Mm. And it was it went amazingly well. I feel like it's, it's just the best project that I've worked on so far in regards to production. The production was through the roof. It was so beautiful. I love that video. Mm. And um, also the people in it, um, the vibe. Yeah, definitely game. Game so far. Mm. Game so far. It would have been Art Attack. But the rain almost took the drone away, for, spoiled it for me. Hey, so that was, that's another story. But yeah, game. Oh, like definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up Calvin on that one too. Yes. Calvin did some. Have you guys? Have you shown the guys the video? Yeah, yeah, I showed them. Yeah, Calvin did some amazing flying skills. He almost flew the, the, the flew the drone into a pole once, but apart from that, he did very well. <laughs> the I could have fly. The wind, the wind was no joke that day. Like me and Calvin, there was a time I was like, Calvin, just bring, just bring it back, just bring it back, because we could literally see the drone yeah, going yeah, away. You know, I'm like, this wow. drone flies away. I, I, there's no way I'm gonna tell the owner that. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah, that's it. Really, it's definitely game. Um, sorry, quick one. Uh, don't you think? Well, did you ever feel like nine, having nine people under you would be like mad overwhelming? No, no, because I know all nine of them. Yeah, and I know them well. And everybody I work with, I work with from the heart. Mm. When people work for me, they always feel like they work with their big brother. 
Like, like they don't want to let me down. Like, come on, man. Okay. Like, so when normally some Facts. people, some people want to just play about. Yeah. In their heart, they're like, ah, oh, man. Like, even if they don't want to do it, I know I can see them. That they, just, <laughs> they don't want to do it, but they're like in their heart. All I can see in their faces the Zeke thing. It's like the Zeke. They're like, oh, come on, man. It's Zeke because I wouldn't never let them down. So I feel like nine people working under me were very. It's just very easy because mm-hmm. everybody had the proper job they were doing. You know, so nobody was on set for just being, you know, some man are just there like, yeah, we just gang. Like, mm-hmm. like no, no, don't come here. <laughs> I need everybody to have a job. If you're going to be cleaning or sweeping the set, sweep your set and stay and just do your thing. I'll pay for whatever you want. You want food, whatever, I got you. But everybody else that was there, there was, it was, there were actually proper jobs for people to do. Hence why it was easy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't overwhelming. And again, after doing, when you do a lot of shoots by yourself, like for example, when we came in here, somebody sorted out the audio, somebody sorted out the camera, mm-hmm. you know, got this set up. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised how when you need something done that quickly, maybe by God's grace, you guys go to the big stages. Maybe you're doing like a, a podcast in the O2 Arena. You'll be surprised how much you would love to just have somebody sort out for you. And all you guys have to do is just come and sit down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's definitely why nine, nine people at that point was just amazing. I was like, yeah, finally, I'm starting to get somewhere in my life. <laughs> yeah. What about um, fashion shows then? Like your fashion work, fashion films, should I say? Fashion films are amazing. Um, fashion you have film. My favorite that you've worked on. Um, Sunflower. Mm. Sunflower did 11.5 million views. Mm. Fucking hell. Um, Four of the year on MSN. Oh, you're about to say shout out the MSM. Yeah. That did like 645. Jesus, man. I, 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 fashion films are weird because you never know where they're going to go. You can even create 50 and they don't go anywhere, but you have one that is um, created. It's like God gave it to you and it's it's gone places. I also shot another film with an artist called um, Iggy London called Black Boys Don't Cry. Mm. That was featured at the Tate Modern. Um, like I did, and I did that shot for free. I did that video for free. Mm-hmm. That's always saying money's everything. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, what's the budget? And I'm like, oh man. Sometimes just do it for free, man. Like you never know where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Black boys don't cry. It's definitely one of my biggest projects so far. It was Channel Four, BBC, oh, wow. Tate Modern, Copenhagen Film Festival, like oh. everywhere, like everywhere. Like there was nowhere ID Mag, like everywhere. There was nowhere. I, all the places I used to pray. I think before. Fun fact: I used to always want to rap, right? I used to always want to be an artist. Yeah, yeah. And I used to back in the day. I used to always want to get featured on these big like link up TVs and Graham Dailies. I used to be like, oh my god, I would love to get my work on there, you know. Fun mm. fact: all my videos that I've shot, I've, I've got so many videos featured on Graham Daily, so many features videos featured on Link mm. Up. Meaning, provided you go where God is sending you, you're gonna get to where you need to be. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get this. I've done literally, yeah. Black boys don't cry, I would say, and um, mm. sunflower by me and Catherine Mills, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and this is the the last question. Mm. Um, any advice you'd like to give to younger people who listen to the pod or future listeners about getting into? Or any like people in the creative industry in, in yeah. general? Yeah, mm. I've, the time is now. The time is now. There's no better time than now. For example, even this wouldn't exist eight years ago mm. because having a mic in front of you was something seen to just be rappers and artists, you know, mm. podcasts were things that were like, what podcast? Like, why would you want to do that? Um, everything is in our hands now. There's no excuse for it. I feel like I've told, I've told Calvin this. Calvin gets it worse than anybody. Even though all my friends get it bad. I'm like, bro, if you're a bum, it is your fault. If you don't have that dream working for you, it is your fault. <laughs> For at this point we've got to, there's no such thing as, oh, like, I can't anymore. It's, I don't want to. I like hear now when people say, oh, I can't do this. I, 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 you know, I don't have the resources for that. Nobody, bro, like, I would, if I was a rapper, I would perform for four of my boys every day till mm. 
it starts to get, there's this film my um, lecturer showed me when I was in uni. It's called The Dancing Man. And it's one white guy. He's in the middle of this huge festival and he's dancing and the music comes on. He's dancing by himself. Like, bro, I mean, he's getting it, right? <laughs> Everybody's looking at him at the beginning. Look at this mad guy. Like, why is he there just dancing on his lonelies? Before you know it, one person joins him. Both dancing and these guys are killing it. And three people, then four people. Before you know it, the whole festival. I mean, the, everybody is dancing with this one guy in the middle. And that's why sometimes you have to dance to you. You have to be your own biggest fan. Mm. Oh my pro, you people have to do this. You have to do the podcast like you have 1.5 million listeners. Like I never used to, I used to carry myself 10 years ago like I am now. So I used to look at myself like one day I'm going to be a man that has a house, has a beautiful wife, has a family. Mm. And I really, I'm going to be an art director full time. I'm not going to be an art director that works, even though there was a spell of my life that I worked a nine to five job. And that, that even, that even, that's why I met Calvin. Mm. And that even showed me that's not for me. Like I knew because everybody there was like, get out of here. Because yeah, people used to be like, even when, even when you, when you, when you showed me, I remember we had a conversation, I was at our podcast outside and he was like, I'm going to show you something, yeah. but don't tell anyone. Well, I, I used to have to, I knew, that's why I knew I was in the wrong place. Because for example, now I could be with you, man. I'm like, yeah, this is me. Like, look at me. And when I was there, I had to, I was like a bloody, and I hate Bro, to say when this. when I saw the Instagram and I, I was, saw 15K or something. I didn't want anybody to know where I was. And the work, I was like, why I didn't here? want it. Yeah, everybody said that. I was lost. Everybody said that. Why did you not want anyone to know who you were? Because a lot of people there were insecure about themselves. And you felt like, what would happen? The more I do that, the more the people would start. Look, let me explain. Where I used to work, I worked there for worst five months of my life. Yeah, Where I used job, to, that job was hell. People don't do nothing. And that was, that was the time that I, re I think that, that's like going back to your question, which is sometimes the money gets tough. That was the one time in almost eight years that I learned a lesson about stacking up money for rainy days from my shoots. Um, before I would just spend them on everything. But now I feel like once, once I recoup some money, I just started doing that straight away and I've never had that problem again since. Um, they were very like, this job is our life. We come to nine to fives, we finish, we go to the pub. We come to the nine to five, we finish, we go to the pub. So once you meet somebody like me, and I finish the nine to five, I go to a studio. I finish the nine to five, I'm going to a meeting. I'm not, I book a day off, it's because of I'm, I'm at a shoot. They start to feel some type of way about that. Even though, and now, so maybe if I make a mistake, maybe I made a mistake at work. Everybody else makes a mistake. It was blown out of proportion. Like they used to treat me like I'm not serious, even though I was just making a normal mistake like everybody else. But I knew it was the microaggressions of also sometimes. And I say this very strongly, working with white people, mm. the microaggressions of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you ain't got to tell us, bro. Bro, exactly. You guys know. <laughs> so I can, I can talk, I can say this and I say this very strongly to say, I'm not taking back what I'm saying. It's not, it's not every white person, but majority, when you work in a, in a company that is like that, you have a lot of people that they're so sly with the way they're having digs at you. And yeah, I said, yeah. I just knew that, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, it's either I leave this bear, job. Bear times, and I think yeah. some of the comments, so you, you see in there, you're like, hold on, like. Yeah, and I was like, like you know what? Yeah, I don't want to have to give somebody here the Stone Cold Stunner. So let me just, <laughs> let me just leave because all they're doing here is oh, it's another black guy fighting again. You know, I just mm. didn't want to do I was like, you know what? Let me just leave before. I was thinking, I knew they had an agenda against you. I, That's knew, what I, used to, I always used to say to you, just, just do this just, just in case. They knew, and it, it, got, it got so bad. I was like, and what made it worse is there was people sitting right opposite me making 10 times more mistakes. Coming, work to, coming to work 10 times later. Messing up, and them, them men are fine. Them men are no problems. But because them and that's that's all they have. So they love to see people that all you have is the job. Mm. Which is why I think none of you here, even in your lives, will ever be able to have a job you love unless you're doing something you actually love. Because you guys stand out. 
You, you can just tell. Like, they can, set, they can smell it on you. It's like a sticker. Like, yeah, that guy's going to be successful. We don't like him. We want a bum. We want somebody to work here that, that all the, they're not even going to like to spend time. I know people, people used to work their weekends. Right? Yeah. Weekends. Yeah. Weekends. The only, the only time I came in for overtime is I really needed money. You really needed money. Calvin didn't even want to come in. Calvin <laughs> used to be there like, oh, man, why am I here? But I used people, the overtime was voluntary. This is what makes it worse. It wasn't like, oh yeah, you must work overtime by force. It was voluntary. It was like, oh yeah, like what? Like, I need more money. They, were, they had no life, bro. And you know me, I'm just happy to go home to my wife and chill and watch Nollywood movies where the persons are paying off in there like, and doing like, <laughs> You know, whereas they didn't have any life. So I feel like the time is now. There's no excuse for anybody to sit on their ass and say, oh yeah, it's not working for me. Oh yeah, everybody, there's a million podcasts. Why should I create mine? No, no, there were hundreds of computers before Steve Jobs came and said, nah, I want something that's touch screen. You know what I'm trying to say? There's, mm. There was a hundred photographers before me. There was... There's millions right now. Like even right, even now it's worse. You know, if if I was looking at the creative scene now, mm. I would quit straight away. I'd be like, oh man, look at this young kid that's 19 that's shooting shit that I wasn't. I'm not even shooting at 29. Mm. You know, I would have stopped. But you are you. Like you, there's a special source to you. There's a there's a everybody has individuality in, in their whole DNA. So if you are a rapper. You do it your way. If you're a singer, if you're, you want to create a podcast, you want to design, you want to film, we need more black people. We need more black people. I tell you what, like, one time my wife went to the hospital. Mm. She was having high blood pressure. <laughs> because, I, you know, I'm giving her stress. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> she, was just, she, she had high blood pressure. And they were prescribing her these, these drugs. And the blood pressure wasn't going down. It wasn't going down. It was just normal. It just go down a bit. But it wasn't terrible. But it was like, oh, it could go down more than this. Mm. A black doctor is walking past as a joke. Nigerian man. And he goes, oh, um, is she on this medicine? They say, no, she's on this. They go, she, he goes, do you know that doesn't work on black people? She's been on the medicine for almost a year. They gave her the medicine the black doctor prescribed. In one week, her blood pressure was nice. Why didn't it work on black people? Because it's just a genetic thing. But a lot of doctors don't know that. So it took a Nigerian doctor that's, that works with a lot of Nigerian or Caribbean women that has to say, oh yeah, that doesn't work on black people. And another lady comes in, she goes, oh yeah, didn't anybody say this doesn't work on black people? Because there's just certain things that our bodies don't, obviously, mm. it don't, doesn't work well with our bodies that would work well with every other race. That's why you need black. I've gone to places where I'm like, I see, I get to the door of the, I mean, I've gone to Fashion Week once where I lost my card. The man at the front, the guy that was doing the um, check-in was a black guy. Right? He looked at me, and you know, man, them can tell man, them that are genuine. Like, you can tell this man is not just here. He's like, oh, boom, just go in. I've been sometimes at the front at Fashion Week events. It's a white person there. And he's just looking, well, what have you been doing here? Because that's why we need more. We need everybody in everything. If you, if you know how to do your makeup, do your makeup to a point where you get to where you're starting to rub. Because we need to get in, it's all about getting in the room. There's a room, guys. There's a room. I've been in that room. There's a room. And I get there and I'm like, man, like, there's more, I need more of my people in here. That's why, I, as much as possible, I'm going to try to sneak everybody in. Like, yo, Calvin, come secure this back. Not just the back, come secure the room. Because then, you see people in that room and the level they're living life and the level they are making money. Like, I used to tell Calvin, back in the day, I'm like, yo, Calvin, like, you have to buy, spend like three grand on the camera. Camera, Calvin, like, what? Three grand? <laughs> three grand? I, 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 now, because I never, I used to be like that. I was not part of the room. Like, there, there's a higher, higher echelon, like a higher level of creativity and artists. And before you know it, once you get in there, your podcast will be like, your, whatever you do will be so big and you just need to get in there. We need more people in there, to be honest. Mm. So we need to work hard. We need to not stay sitting on our arms we just need to push ourselves a bit more you know um, I, I need to see more black people in what I'm doing I, right now I have a 80% black team which I'm very happy about 
because I'm, I'm doing reverse, um, what's it called? Equal opportunities. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cow, yeah, she's black. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, oh, he's black. The DP is black. Calvin is black. Yeah, yeah. Black, yeah. Any black, black. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Benjamin is white. Benjamin is like a fucking Nigerian to me, bro. Yeah, no, that's different. That's different. The Benjamin is a bit different. Yeah, Benjamin bro. lives in. He, he, know, he, knows, he knows too much. He knows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He knows too much. I don't really like him. It's a bit too much. He goes, he goes, let me tell you how, let me tell you how black Benjamin is. He goes Big King at 2 a.m. Now, that's black. That's black. That's, that's black. black. You see, with me, myself, I'm like, that's yo, like, I can't go Bagel King at those times. You know Bagel what I'm saying? He goes Bagel King you know. No space. Is it done? That's fine. Um, um, come back to what you said earlier, though. Yeah. Um, like, about individuality. Yeah. Um, did you ever, like, at some point, like, feel like you had to conform or, like, conform to a degree? Or were you always, like, kind of... I was, I was always I was always wild, bro. Okay. I was always wild. I, I come from the mentality of... I'm a Niger boy. Nobody told me to do anything. Mm. I come from that. I come from like, you can't, like, my spirit is huge and I can't stop. Every time I feel like I'm conforming, I feel ill. Like I feel like I'm having a fever. Yeah. You know, and it's tough. <laughs> it's very tough. I will say it's very tough to continue living life on a level where you have to, man, I feel sad for when I see, that's why when I see my brothers living life less, man, I'm like, yo, man, you don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. It seems like society wants you to, but you don't have to. My, my, okay, my father, I grew up, I grew up from a very, I come from a very wealthy home. A lot of people, funny enough, anybody listening, when you see Africans on the road, it doesn't mean they're poor. More time, most of them to come to this country, they have a lot of money. But a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people, when you see them migrate here, they have money. It's the money they've used to, you know, travel overseas. Some, yeah, some people come poor, but there's a lot of people too that have a lot of money. I, my, both my parents grew up rich. Uh, I grew up rich with both my parents. My father worked in oil, my mother worked in oil. Yeah. So this is when they first discovered oil between Nigeria and Ghana, right? Yeah. And a lot of white people, the companies, the Texacos were coming to Africa to take a lot of oil. So my father was a boss. I never saw my father answer to anybody. My mother was a boss. I never saw my mother answer to anybody. Mm -hmm. And he lived three lives. My father would be like, Zeke, you want to travel? I'm like, yeah, dad. And he would take me. My father took me from Nigeria to Euro Disney in one week just to flex. That's how I grew up. Mm -hmm. Now, please know when my father died, we went into abject poverty. I've begged for food. So I've lived both ends of life. So when I yeah, see yeah, man yeah. them, they have the most expensive whips. I'm like, ah. Uh. When I see people that are begging for food, I feel it. I know both ends. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can't go through all of that and I'll be like, okay, I come to this country and it's not like, oh yeah, like, oh, you must work a nine to five. My father worked a nine to five and even he didn't like it. He was like, oh man, I, I make all this money, but I don't have, get time to spend time with my family. So I'm like, no, maybe you have to work in a coffee shop. Maybe at the end of your life, when you are on that bed dying, nobody ever thinks of, oh yeah, like I should have bought a bigger car. I should have bought a bigger house. I should have got more money. Everybody always thinks I should have spent more time with my family. Mm. I should have done what made me happy. That sweet one, I should have taken a number. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is ever thinking. That, and I feel it's the big part of it is this. When you're younger, how do you now? 24. 24. 24. That's a beautiful age. It's when, you, don't worry, your white hairs are going to start kicking in soon. Yeah, when know. you're 24, 23, you still have a bit of, not even, not even in a bad, less way. It's like you want to still be cool. You want to, you're cool with people being cool with you. When you then start to have back pains and sciatica kicks in and you're getting older, everybody starts to dobale when they see you like, good afternoon, uncle. You then start to realize that you are, you have lived a quarter of your life now. Starting to, I told my mom that, I said, mom, I'm not even marrying my wife. My wife is a big example of not conforming. Like, yeah, I'm a Nigerian woman. Why should I marry a Nigerian woman? 
It's whether if an Nigerian woman came and she was nice, hell yeah, one time. If a Jamaican woman comes and she's nice, that's also cool. But I'm not gonna confirm to you all because at the end of the day, mm. the person I have to lie beside every night and wake up with every day is this Jamaican woman or is this Nigerian woman you want me to marry? It's the same thing with society. Like I always think these schools, what are they teaching? So, so I I've, I've, I went to one of the most expensive universities in the world. My parents paid for my fees, so I don't have any loans on my name. Like, mm. my shit was paid one time, like 100K that they paid. Bro, I can't Jeez. remember one thing. I can't remember one thing. All that thing taught me was how to be. University just teaches you, like, unless if you're studying really, like, if you're like a doctor. These are the people I feel like should go to university. Doctors, engineers, nurses, people that are doing things that are extremely specialized. If you're going to just study sports and stuff, bro, you can't teach Pele how to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things you can't teach people. And in society, always trying to say, we must box you in. Oh, you you can't be a nurse and be an artist. You can't be an artist. You can't, you must study maths. I hate maths. I grew up, my brother, um, I have an older brother, by the way, even though me and him hardly talk, but he, I love the guy. He's very, he's a science guy. So he has a master's in cryobiology. I couldn't pronounce my cryobiology. <laughs> See that there? I can't even pronounce it properly. Mm. This is where we're different. But my mother is great. She's a great woman. She always said, you're an artist, Ezekiel. You're not. My mother has the artist side. My mother's side has a lot of artists, great musicians. My father's side are very like book people. So I just knew the difference. I was like, don't conform. Like it's difficult, but it's going to, it, you are going, like, look at me. I don't have to work as much. Mm. And I tell people that, and it's, it comes so difficult for a black man to be able to do that is a lot, mm. but it's a lot of sacrifice at the beginning. You have to get to the point where you're just happy with being broke for a while. And you're going to know you're not going to be able to do everything everybody else is doing. I never went on holidays for almost six years. But when I went on holidays, I took my wife to the Moulin Rouge and we got the best hotel there. And mm. I was shooting for Pigal. I was shooting for Nike and Pigal. My wife was feeling fly. She was like, oh, look at me, my husband. Now, now she was like, but we're on the hill. I remember standing on the hill in Pigal mm. and looking down at the whole of Paris. I come on, black cloud. You know, you know, you know the Nike Pigal color. You know yeah, that. Yeah, I was, I God bless you. Yeah, yeah. and there's it. the colorful coat. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I was shooting a lot of that. And after the shoot, my wife came to meet me. And there's this hill. Pigal is on a hill, and you're looking at the whole of Paris. And bro, I just had tears in my eyes because I'm like, man, yes, this is what it was for. This is why I didn't go on holidays with my friends. This is why I couldn't go Napa. This is why I couldn't, because I was suffering. Like I was, it's not for everybody. That's why I couldn't. Now imagine to go through all of that and somebody says, wear a suit. Like, what are you telling me to what to wear? This is me. Because it makes, you need to start actualizing your madness. I always tell people, you need to start owning yourself. You see me, I'm not for everybody. Mm. I can't work in a lot of places. Now I can work in, one of my best jobs I ever had was Colucio's. I used to work as a cleaner. Then I became a bartender. And I used to still clean even when I was a bartender. And one time somebody pooed and smeared the poo all over oh, the way. over the all over the oh, all over the, the glass. Poo, yeah. Me and somebody else, this guy, funny enough, this guy now, he's like uh he, he travels around the world. He has a huge YouTube channel. Me and him used to work together. And um he they told us, go clean it. And I went downstairs and I was cleaning the poo off the glass. And let me tell you one thing. That shit doesn't make me sad in any way. Working in an office has made me 10 times more depressed. Facts. Cleaning that poo, cleaning that poo is to me not even a fun. I love the story. I would clean it again. <laughs> I understand the story. I know it's over the top. I feel you, bro. I know it's over the top. But I'm telling you where happiness really comes. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, happiness, happiness at the end of the day matters way more than a lot of things we immerse in this world, right? I live like a free spirit. At the same time, I believe 
My father died in a car crash when I was in the car with him. So, God so, bless his soul. Hmm? God rest his God soul. Rest his soul. Yeah. God bless his soul. Um, because I saw my father die and I watched my father die, mm. and I saw his, his humanity, and the last things he, last words he ever uttered, because my mom was in the car. I was in the car. Mm. The car flipped over. That's the day I realized that G-force, when the car is flipping over, it, it's letting out so much G-force, it threw my mom out the window. Oh, gosh. Right? I threw my mom's out the window. The car is still flipping. Sorry. Mm. This is just me and my father in the car. Just flipping in the car, but he he's like holding me like as the car is flipping. Mm. My dad comes out the car, my dad is bruised and battered all over, bleeding. Like my dad is just like, yo, Zeke, take care of your mother, take care of your brother, take care of your mother, take care of your brother. This man had millions. Like my father had so much money, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. My father was one of those rich Nigerian uncles, the ones that shake your hand and he has something in the hand for you, but you can't <laughs> tell your parents. He's that, he's that <laughs> uncle. Yeah. And I saw my father die so easily and so quickly. And all he was talking about when he was dying was his family that I thought, when they buried my father, they buried my father in the most normal black and white suit. My father used to have like the, like the, it looked simple, but it was like Versace. Like it was like mm. nice, like mm. nice. Like he used yeah. to, well, have all the best things, but he was not a vain man. He was very, very, just very simple. You know, just do his work. You know that the old school African uncles are. And mm. I saw that and I said, yeah, I'm not dying like this, bro. Like I am going to live a happy life. I'm going to immerse money to, to the extent of balancing it with being happy. And also, never telling, letting anybody tell me what to do. Because I saw this man die and even with, even though people didn't really tell him what to do, people still kind of told him what to do to an extent. So I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm not doing it. Like I, I just can't go through that and pass that down to my children. When, when I have children, they're going to be so free because their mother is, my wife's a psychologist and the mother loves science. She's like, oh, my children are going to read. I'm like, yo, my child's going to be a vagabond, bruv. I can just tell already. If, if it's one, you, you, you must, there's two end, ends of this. Yeah. They, they can even be very book smart or they can be failing every day at school. I failed a lot. My brother used to get all the school prizes, but I didn't get any. Like I used to, there used to be 24 in Nigeria. They do this thing where if there's 24 people in the class, they give you a position. Mm. They write your position, what position you took. That means your total score. Mm. There was 24 people in the class. I came 23rd. 23rd. And my mom was just like, my father was so disappointed. He was like, what kind of child is this? Bless his soul, you know. But my mom just said, yeah, just get out of school, study so you have a backup, but you're not going to be, an office is not for you. You're, you're a director, you know. So yeah, it's easy. It's easy now because it's worked out, but it's not easy when you're starting. Yeah. But when you then make an identity for yourself, it's like, what well, you know Felakuti? Everybody here knows Felakuti. Yeah, 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 yeah. Felakuti used to sing in his underwear. Underwear. In his, in his, in his boxes. Yeah, you know, yeah. boxes, briefs. The they have them in the and he's yeah. naked. But nobody in this world could ever tell Felakuti not to be naked when he sang. Because that was him. Imagine Fela being fully clothed. Like, what the hell? That's not Fela we know. But he would smoke weed. You know how much Africans frown down on weed? Mm. Nobody cared. They'd be like, yeah, give him all the weed he needs. Because that's his identity. And it's that we, we need to be strong in that, especially as black people. We need to be like, mm. they've already robbed us of everything. We need to then come back and be like, yo, this is what I want to do, you know, and just be strong in it. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> do you, you ever find that backfiring? Like um, an unwillingness to like conform? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh yes. Does that not make you regret something? Oh, or? it it hurts, but it's it's always about at the end of the day, what do you want to be? Who do you want to be as a man? Who do you want to be as a man? I think about death a lot. And I think that helps me. I think it's traumatic. My therapist always tells me, yo, don't don't yeah, you think about because I'm I have got I'm diagnosed with PTSD and extreme OCD. Mm. So this is my literally bro, like that's my thing. Like my my demon. But I'm sharing it because I love you guys. Um <laughs> I always think about death a lot, and I always think, okay, well. It backfires. Okay, let me give you an example. Me and Calvin, where we used to work. <laughs> Calvin is an example of... Calvin was so sharp. Like, he used to kill me. Calvin used to do eight people's work. 
in one like by himself. Like they would there's just be a huge spreadsheet. Sky, I'm not even saying it to big him up. Like I know you might know probably don't know this part of him. But don't I beg you guys, never if Calvin says I've got a job and they put you and Calvin in the same department, do not work with Calvin, bruv. Calvin is not the guy to work with. He outshines every flipping person there, right? And <laughs> This guy, Calvin. Yeah, like, I, I look him up. Like, oh, Calvin has done two hundred pieces. I'm like, what two hundred? What? And Calvin be showing you memes. He be like, this is funny. I just tell him, I'm like, I've only done forty. He be like, what the hell is all of this? I meant to do like hundred a day. I'll be sending you. He got to probably like, don't message me anymore, bro. I don't want to hear from you today. But Calvin is an example of somebody that does his work properly and um, shines for it. Whereas, but Calvin doesn't have the etiquette of, oh, good afternoon, madam. Um, my name is Calvin Lewis and I'm from the this, this and this department. He doesn't have that countenance to him. And he, he's very non-agreeable. Like if Calvin doesn't want to do it, he would say no. I mm. see him a lot saying no. People like that, and this is me, non-conforming means a lot of the time, even though I come across like the artist guy, in my line of work, there's brothers that are kissing ass, doing whatever everybody wants them to do to secure the bag. Mm. And I'm like, man, they know, they know me to be a rascal. It's like you like it's like Kanye running for president. Like nobody, more time. Even though Kanye could have the best, the best um, um, lineup for his presidency, everyone knows Kanye is a bit crazy. So nobody's going to want to employ somebody that's going to just switch in a second and be like, yeah, let's bomb Japan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody's going to want to do that. So my non-conformity also plays a terrible role sometimes when it comes to securing big, big, big jobs because they they know I'm the guy that's going to the meeting and the director will be like, oh, um, Ezekiel, don't wear a hat. And I'll be like, good afternoon, bye. Mm. Pick up my stuff and I leave. Mm. They know I'm that guy. They know, like, I will argue, like, why are we doing this? So why do you want Calvin to work on it? Why can't we have two people helping Calvin? I ask, I say, I basically ask questions. I was that kid in school that always said, why? And why? And why? And it's the non-conformity because I'm not, I don't, I don't sound like, a, even though I have, like, I'm well-spoken, I don't have the, the plum in my throat, they call it. Mm. And that that itself, and that problem in my throat is not just in where I talk; it's in the way I act in life, and it definitely it ruins a lot of shit. But I'm fine with that. You have to be fine with it. You see, it's. It, the, I think the good thing about me is because I'm married, I know how to look at things and go, I. That's it. You need to be able to do when you choose something. Oh, please know you guys are not married yet, so I'm gonna put you on game. There's gonna be there's gonna be women that are ten times better than your wives. Women come out like bro, there's gonna be people that that, that you look at them like Jesus. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. But anybody's looking at them, oh, that's a beautiful woman. Okay, yeah. that's the difference between people that work out in life and the people that are like, oh yeah, that's a good deal. That's ten thousand, twenty thousand pounds for a show. Mm. You know, like for example, I know you, I know you're into music. Yeah. You know, if somebody said, okay, come to our show, but you have to wear glittery underwear. Yeah, obviously I'm not gonna do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you see, you see this, you see how easy that is for you to say. There's a lot of people out here that have obvious things, but they're thinking of it because they they've sold their pride. They they don't have yeah. any heart again. It's just the money they're thinking about. Oh yeah, I want to do a shoot. I know photographers that shoot everybody. I find out tacky as hell. I told Calvin, don't do it. Pick your artist wisely. Be like the Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean is a good example of an artist. Don't do everything, but when you do release things, you want people to be like, oh my god, Spectres, drop that. I need that. Yeah, people yeah. are the queue like this camping outside like yeah like that new special, you know have you heard it but it's J. Cole is a good example mm. doesn't do everything but when he releases it now 6 9 drops bangers every day but nobody rates the music everybody's like oh like that guy's just, because he, what he stands for right it's terrible and that's what you need to stand for like easily you could just say no to it but me I'm just fine I said now I'm, I'm good now now I know when, when in Nigeria we say when one person removes their mats God lays the carpets Mm. That's the saying. I know where yeah, you say no to me. There's somebody else saying yeah, that madness is exactly why I want. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That might, this is exactly what I want. So I've also had people come up to me and say, oh, yes, he like, I've had a director once say, this guy's a director. I was I was arguing with the stylist and he was the director, but nobody knew he was. He was one of those undercover bus situations. And he comes to me and he goes, I love the way you argue with me. He goes, hi, I'm so, so, and so the director of this. I said, I said, I'm getting fired right now. I said, oh, he goes, see me in my office tomorrow. Got me to his office like, yo, he had another job for me. He said, you're the only one that I can see overseeing these people because of the, the way you are and the heart you have. Mm-hmm. Same, I've got fired for the same behavior. Mm-hmm. Same behavior. So it's like how much, like, same way all of you are friends here. Some people can't, there's some, you might have ups. You might not think you're not physical ups that will be chasing you or running you down. But there's some people that can't stand you guys. I'm like, what they are? Mm-hmm. But you guys just be you, you know? And that's it. Like, you know, it's, and that's the balance. Like, you just have to be able to accept when people do tell you no and say, okay, well, that's, that's not... That's not for me then. I just move on with it. You have to be fine with the no's more than the yeses. Yeah, that's great advice. I can't I'm, lie. I've got a quick one. Yeah. Um, at what point do you think it's okay to be charging people for your work? Let's oh. say let's say you just start out. Yeah. I'm gonna mention what you've been doing. Um like, so open up to me, bro. Open up to me. Open up to me. You've been <laughs> putting in work. Yeah, no, no. So we, I feel right. like the every What have you been people. doing? So since like um lockdown, well since before lockdown, I wanted to be learning like graphic design stuff, innit? Mm-hmm. But at that point, before Is lockdown. Is it your friend that draws? No, that's saving. No. He's he's got good graphic. I've got I've got a bag for him as well. We're gonna talk about that. I've got some money for him as well. But yeah, so I'll show you before. So before I was like, the, I wanted to like start designing some stuff in it, mm-hmm. but I didn't ever like proper like try to name what I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the thing is, I've always felt like this since like ages. But I thought, ah, oh, maybe app design and stuff because like you kind of do do the aesthetics of stuff, but mm-hmm. that's what I care app about. Design, I don't you, care, mean, yeah. you mean like UI? In, no, no. So I'm talking about. Like, so I've been learning graphic design um, fundamentals practically since lockdown started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before that, I knew I wanted to do stuff like that, but I mm. always thought, I know app design, back end, mm. front end, yeah. this and I don't care about back end. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just care about how shit looks, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been focusing on for about, also, how long has it been? Like five months? Five months now, yeah. Yeah, so off and on anyway. Mm. So I'm at a point where it's like, um, I made Calvin's logo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone's asked me to. I really love yeah. that, by the way. I was Thank like, yo, who designed it? But it's good that I didn't know it was you because yeah. Calvin knows I'm the, I'm very, I'm very cutthroat. I'm like, most things look terrible to me. Yeah. So when I saw it, I'm like, who designed that? This looks sick. Because Calvin was sending it. I was like, yeah. So that looked very good. Okay, thank you. I, I didn't so, know it was yeah, you and I said like, it was, I was, good. I was so, <laughs> That was like early on. That was just me like, just practicing one day. I was like, I need to do something. You know what? Oh, mm. Calvin's thing. Let me do that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, even with that, I do want to go over, over it now and make revisions eventually. Well, eventually anyway. Mm-hmm. Someone else asked me to do something. My listeners asked me to do something. Mm. Obviously, I'm not going to charge any of these people or stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I didn't try to charge Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Other people have told me, ah. Uh, Someone asked me what I've been doing. I told them, mm, they're like, mm. I've got, I know someone that needs a logo, I need this. I'm like, all right, yeah. cool, that's all well and good. Yeah. Like, um, but my thing is, when, when, at what point do you start charging stuff? Because I've seen people who charge people for stuff and um, I don't really rate that. Not that they're shit, but I don't rate it personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it's shit work. Like, why are you getting money? Okay. So, bro, I feel like that's, it goes back to this thing where I call, it's called being the linchpin. Mm-hmm. You need to be, you need to find somebody, first of all, that you are willing to invest work in. Mm-hmm. That's the main part. Find somebody, an artist, rapper, whatever they do. Even if they're making jello fries, bro. Find somebody that you know you can always do work for. And no matter how terrible, how, how strenuous it is, you are fine. You're not going to be thinking, oh, they're not paying me for this. Find one, mm-hmm. two. Second part is like creating work for them that is so wavy. Mm. That they themselves, it's, you know, I see it like, it's like me and my wife always make this joke. And it's like, there's a light-skinned girl with... The sickest body, and she's she looks amazing. And you take her to the red carpet, and mm. she's fine, and she, she smells like roses, right? And there's the woman 
that she's for your dream. She has free heads. She looks like a crocodile, right? But she's who will make your life successful. She's who you will live a happy life. Everything you want in this life, you will get. Mm. Now, it's always an easy decision. Like, you want the person that has free heads. You'll be like, yeah, stick, stick with the person that has free heads. You always have to be the guy that nobody can top what you're doing, even if they take it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, when they, you know you've got them where you want, when they, wait, wait, like you've got them in that corner, mm. you're like, yeah, give me some money now. You can't do that until you start providing work that looks way more than what you're charging. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it's tough. You could, I didn't charge anybody for a music video for almost three years. Until it got to a point, all those people I was doing music videos for, one day I just said, can I get some money, please? Like, because, and my spirit is not one of, give me money anyway. So by the time I do ask people for money, it's like, okay, yeah, it makes sense because I have done work for them. It, in regards to graphic design though, it's quicker. You need to ask for money sooner. <laughs> Videos, it, it takes a long time to like build and rent a new camera and like level up your work. Whereas graphic design, you're constant at it. So you're practicing. I would say is definitely find one person you do free work for and start to like have a conversation about little amounts of money. Very little. You have to start very, more or less that the money they're even going to pay you, you're not even going to use it for nothing more than buying some food or something. And start off like that and then work it. <laughs> but I love it. That's good because you, it takes time to... Okay, even artists. And I feel like it's all in packaging. Like, I know guys that do PAs and they don't get paid for it. That's cool. I know guys that are so shit that every PA they do, they get like 3,000. All they have is like somebody that packages them better. I don't know what yeah. it is. I, but it's all about getting the people into a spot where they know you're providing value. Where they, you're providing something that they can't get from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And... They know if they need that package, they're coming to you and you do it to them and do it for them very well. And that's it really. The money will come. It's just, it's a it's a balancing between creating amazing art and doing like... I think as well, you just got to keep creating. Yeah. yeah. Like the more yeah. people, and as, as we got on to already, you need somewhere where people can see your work. Yeah. Because mm. the more work you have out there, that's the only reason why I'm posting stuff up now. Because yeah. then people can see stuff and they're mm. like, ah, right, you're good. Yeah. Mm. That's what it is, yeah, really. And there's always room for graphic design. There's always a place yeah. where you can work. Um, I know people that did graphic designs for their brand. And now they work in Japan doing graphic designs for a lot of these brands. And it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But you need to have a design language. You need to have your own ecosystem in regards to how you do things. Mm-hmm. So it all has to be your way. So after a while, naturally, it will come. You will know when it's the right. If you ask yourself, is it the right time to charge? It is not the right time to charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When you naturally feel like, yeah, <laughs> like, bro, I just brought a red. Just, I, even, I, even if you didn't pay me, you need to pay for the camera, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like when you yeah. get to that point of your career, then you then know, okay, yeah, like I, I must be charged. It's not even a question. When you question yourself, it means there's something in yourself that you yourself know it might not be time yet. Okay. When the time comes, mm-hmm. nobody, even you, people will be, you will realize people will pay. People will say, okay, so how much do I owe you? Yeah. That's what starts to happen. People are like, oh, so how much do I owe you? Like, mm-hmm. uh, why am I paying yeah. you for this? Why am I, it, you wouldn't even have to ask them for right money. Right now, I think what my problem is, like, obviously the quality of the work is one thing, mm. but I think now it's like, I kind of set myself deadlines that I don't want to 
stick to. What is and I think, I think that's my problem. So obviously, I said to someone, I'll send them something by the end of this week. Yeah. Send them my sister, I'll do something by, I think, like the end of this week. Yeah. There's stuff there, and mm-hmm. you can go off it and tell me, like, cool, what improvements in it. Yeah. But ideally, if I said that, that should have been done from earlier. Yeah, that, that's something. But you, you, you know what it is? Uh, yeah, and obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know and what that, it is? That's why I'm In every discipline, guys, time management is a big thing they teach you. Being a graphic designer is no different from me. Is I know it sounds terrible, but we are all needed in this world. You know, sometimes somebody said, "Oh, I saw on Twitter once." That's why I don't like being on Twitter. You know, somebody said, "Oh, a surgeon is obviously more important mm-hmm. than an artist." I'm like, bro, go tell go tell Basquiat that nobody ever looks at Basquiat and goes, "Basquiat is just as important in the world," or or, or Beethoven. Just as important, like you, if you took away, if you went down and burnt all of his scrolls, you get you get put in prison for life because it's just as important for culture as somebody that's a surgeon. And you're, you're taught life, meaning being a graphic designer is not being on your mouse mm-hmm. and keyboard. It's an embodiment of who you are. So in the beginning, you might say, oh yeah, cool. Like, it's like you wake up and you're like, oh, where? like for example, you see me, Calvin knows, mm. I'm up until five. But yeah, and then you're up early. And I'm, I'm up early. <laughs> it's 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 in the beginning. But don't get me wrong. I then find time during. The, I find days. There's some days I just book off and I'm sleeping the whole day, because that's my life. My life is design. Being on the computer. Some my eyes hurt and I have three pairs of glasses because I'm always on the PC. My most of my life is constantly on the computer designing stuff. That's my life. Editing. Blah blah blah. I know that because and I've and my chair in my office is a nice little curve like it's very good for your back because I'm always on the computer so everything in my life you see my, my desk is flipping amazing like I have one of the best setups in the world I don't nobody has a better setup than me I spend so much money on that setup because that's my life that's what my life is centered around mm-hmm. so you're saying oh yeah I've not sent it to him on time I set myself deadlines it's because you are learning that yeah. give yourself time to learn that nobody I hate this all yeah in the day like being a good artist like Beyonce you know people love Beyonce they're like oh her discipline like she's she's dancing twelve hours straight in hills. Like she's never feeling it. You know, some people can't even walk ten minutes in hills. They're like, oh my god, my legs, my legs. It's the discipline you build yourself. Same way boxers, mm-hmm. like people that do kickboxing, you see their ears it's swollen because they are so used to getting like a kickboxer can get hit in the face and just walk off because they, them man are built. They know how to take the hit. Mm. Because, but whereas me now, if a kickboxer punch me, I'll just sleep, bro. <laughs> I'll just sleep. Because I'm like, let me just fall myself. You know what I'm saying? And you're learning that. Mm-hmm. Always give yourself room to learn that. There's no way you're going to be sick of graphic design in five months. Mm-hmm. Graphic design is something people go uni and continue life and years after they're still learning it. It's too verse for you to do. Mm-hmm. And it gets into, because you're learning it now, you're learning that, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to see myself as. So now your discipline is getting better. Your, you, it's, it's just about learning it. That, I don't see, I would, if you told me now that your time management was amazing, I would say that's a lie. I would say that's, t- I wouldn't even want it to be. Yeah. It gets better as it goes. It get better as it goes. There's no way you can just easily just wake up and blah, yeah, yeah, I send it in on time. I have a PA now and I'm late. I'm late. I pay somebody to do my emails and send off files for me and go through everything. And I'm sometimes I'm like, oh, sorry guys. You know, yeah. And that's still me. And I know I'm terrible with time, but I employed somebody that's amazing with time. Yeah. And you might not ever be good with time. You also have to, like I was saying earlier on, you have to be able to accept that. You need to know what you're very good at. You see me? I have very nice cheekbones. I'm not six foot. <laughs> That's my thing. You know when men used to be like, oh yeah, I'm six foot and I'm hench and I'm tough. That's not me. 
I have a nice looking face. My wife like, oh my God, baby, your cheekbones. My beard connects. That's one of my things. I big that up, right? Mm-hmm. But if I was not six foot, I'm not going to try to be, you know what I'm trying to say? Some things will never be you. And you have to be ready to accept it. And be like, okay, I'm not, I might not be good with time, but when it comes to the design shit, nobody's beating me, bro. Mm-hmm. That's you. Yeah? yeah? Mike Tyson was five four. How tall is for Mike Tyson? Five something like five five years five seven. He's like five. He's not tall, mm-hmm. but my Tyson would go up against a six foot guy, and you would then be like, "Yo, like this guy's about to kill me," because he knew that his punches were like in like quick hooks. They were not. Yeah. I'm gonna be reaching and fighting for time. He knows this thing. Mohammed Ali, Cash is it Cashus Clay? Yeah, Cashus Clay. Yeah. And he fought. What was his name? And he, he said the guy. He knew how the guy punched, so he. He tired him out because he knew the guy could keep would get tired, and then that's when Mahdi threw the punch. You just need to know yourself, man. That's all it's, it's about. It's not about there's no right or wrong in this thing. And you know what I'm saying? And that's why I call him Uncle Z. Okay, okay. It's life. It's life. It's life. It's just life, man. It's taking time and life. So you gotta wrap up. Yeah, you? yeah. But you see, this this is great advice for people who are listening. Mm. Great advice for pops. Yeah. I too. Yeah, definitely. Some great yeah. stories still. Well, let's wrap it up. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks Very inspirational. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I love your studio. It's AC in here. Can I just say, I would big this up because you guys were AC in here. I love cold weather. <laughs> I'm like a little, like a, like a white shout, polar shout, man. Shout out to Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Speaker yeah, box. box. It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, you missed your shout out. Yeah, yeah. I heard it, boy. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. It's it's thin amazing. walls. <laughs> Very thin walls in here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well. Any announcements, though? Oh yeah Just oh. from anybody yeah, Do you want to announce anything Or unplug anything Before we Check out Calvin's work Tilly Calves Kenji, Kenji's world You know um, Calvin is working on Some amazing things um, I also saw the music video show for you I thought it was very nice You guys need to find a way Of putting that out You know um, Oh you're talking about Sunrise Yeah, yeah you showed me oh, some yeah, previews yeah, yeah. You look very cool in there With the, the, the hat is not doing you justice You got the shades on in there you, Yeah no thanks I yes. like it Give me Bob Marley vibes there You know what I'm saying <laughs> But yeah I love you guys man You guys are absolutely Doing amazing work um, Shout out Bracer as well Bracer in here Bracer we're shooting Music video end of this month if you want to come through and vibe it's going to be absolutely crazy um, yeah so yeah man thanks for having me on guys but yeah that's me oh yeah yeah I got a show on the 17th of September please please check it out guys listen, get your tickets man them listen get the tickets get all them if you know us as well get the tickets like I want to see you man them there straight love for that alright <laughs>